for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Megan Scanlon and I was just busting Arian Messi Kamesi's chops before you came on here. I was like, um, did you handle Meg for the title win in South Africa? And he's like, no, no, no. I handled her in Sweden. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> that would be the pattern. That would be. <laughs> he's like, oh, so oh that's the year she here. didn't win. And then we, oh, okay, no. gotcha. These are load. These are called loaded questions, Meg. <laughs> when you know the answer. Oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> Arian. I let you down on that one. Or did he let you down? It depends on the narrative. <laughs> As time passes, the narrative shifts. <laughs> And you could just be like, well, a pattern emerged. And after South Africa, you got to recalculate. <laughs> you got to think about it. For, for you, um, so dating, we should date back a little bit. Like we were just saying, it's been a minute since we, we did one of these. Do you remember when the last episode of KOTL you were on? Uh, I honestly don't. It might have been. I know we talked about um, Sweden. And was I it know, maybe that, but like before the nationals, after like 2019 nationals, maybe that as well. Yeah. Cause I think it was like times. Heather, I think it was like me, Heather and Sam were on one, but I can't remember what it was before. Cause you've been on a few. I remember you talking yeah. about the very first one you came on, you were talking about your athletic background was like crazy deep. And did you try out for like a show too? No. I heard you say that on one of the episodes. I was like, wait, I, think I, said I mean, this I'm not mad times. about it. And I I'm would st- love to be on the rock show. <laughs> I think I've totally just made up your background. <laughs> You're like literally all the bullshit. I don't even know. But I was, <laughs> yeah, I have, I swear I thought I heard. Were you, what is your athletic background anyways? Uh, I mean, I grew up doing gymnastics. Then I went to, started playing soccer. went to college, played soccer, throughout college. Then I did some Ironmans, ran some marathons, That's and right. then I started powerlifting and doing yes. weightlifting. So right. in 2019, I was still doing super total shenanigans. Um, did you yeah. did you not too long before either nationals or worlds do a, a weightlifting competition? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it, it might it, not be Arian's fault. <laughs> Yes. Arian's, Arian's like that's fucking right. Arian's off the hook. Um, I'm gonna clip that video. <laughs> that's, that's all Arian's. Arian's timestamping all of these. Like, all right, well, we're back in it. We're back in it. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, let's talk about South Africa. Holy shit! Talk about a wild turn of events, and we could double back and start talking about the comeback and everything as well. But just we haven't spoken about South Africa, and my god, you know, if we go back, anyone listening, if you remember. Um, this was obviously a year where first Leah Bavoa doesn't make weight. Holy mm-hmm. smokes. Then everything gets turned on its ear and all of these contenders are like, we're vying for the overall throne here mm-hmm. and the battle that unfolded, you know, it comes down to, I, I, in all of the sessions that I've commentated on for the IPF world championship since 2016 to have the top three all come down to body weight the entire podium like that 
Like that is crazy stacked. And you're going against junior world champions now entering into the world champ open world championship. Like it was a stacked class um, mm-hmm. as well as yourself, obviously. And like, it's a very decorated class. So everything that unfolded is like dramatic right to the, the very brim. And then of course we'll skip along to your, your big 537 and a half performance you ended up having afterwards. So, uh, which put everybody else on notice, like, Hey, you know, yeah, let's not, that, that was, you know, I got a lot more in me. So let's talk about South Africa though. What was your initial reaction when you woke up, everybody's winning in line and you found out, holy shit, Leah Babwa didn't make it. Um, I just saw it as a door opening. So I think going into South Africa, like a lot of people were like, oh yeah, Megan Scanlon's going too strong, but like didn't necessarily see me in the top three, you know, but myself, like I was like, all right, I see myself like, my goal is to come in second. So when Leah missed weight, I was like, this is a door opening for me. Like if I do my job, I should have the opportunity to win. And this is like, how many freaking times do you hear this where it's show up? You yes. don't know what's, you know how many people don't show up at competitions? Like, oh, what's the point? So-and-so is mm-hmm. going to be there. So-and-so could show up and be injured, have a drastic weight cut. Even if you make weight, how much is in the tank? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're 537 and a half already proved that you put on in the same year. Yeah, look, even if you make weight and you're not a hundred percent, I'm in earshot now. This isn't, yeah. this is no, this is no, you beat me as long as you get your openers type. Sweet it. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. I'm, I'm really trying to get Arian off the hook here. I said Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but I mean, it's true. I've told so many people before, like just show up. I think some people don't show up because they're scared, right? Like to put themselves in a position. Um, but you never know what's going to happen on the day of whether people don't show up at all, whether they miss weight, whether they make weight, but they're sick or they're hurt and things you just don't know. Like you never actually know what's going to un- unfold on meet day. It's we, we do this to ourselves. We, we know all of our behind the scenes. We only show our highlights, but we know all of our behind the scenes that can be tough. Mm-hmm. And we know nothing about the other people's. So we automatically right. just give them the best days possible. I remember mm-hmm. one time, um, Brett Gibbs was coaching me for a Canadian nationals I was doing. And I was like, okay, Brett, listen, these are the numbers. I think we got to hit. And I was like, uh, giving them, I took all of my opposition's PRs and I added yeah. 5% cause I'm assuming they're getting better. And, and cause it's been six months. Very assuming, generous. And then Brett was like, uh, Brett was like, my man, <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was like, yeah. he was like, he was like, you are, you've given all your opposition, nothing but the best. And like, whatever you're going through, I was like, fuck, I'm kind of stressed because this is kind of lagging. That's yeah. kind of lagging. He's like, I've never had a day like you just described, let alone these guys. Yeah. Right. It's hard to describe to people too, right? Say like on social media that like, you don't get to choose when your meet is, if it's a big meet, right? Like if you're going to nationals, if you're going to worlds, like you don't get to pick when the day is, there might be other days you feel stronger and you would perform better and you're going to have better numbers, but you got to show up on that day and perform no matter what else is happening. So that's like half the battle, right? In reality, it, <laughs> is it, showing up and performing on the day that you need to. It's uh, it's like if you have 10 opportunities, you show up for all 10, even if like seven, eight, whatever, those two, all you need is those two. If you hit big, you're like, holy shit, here we go. Doors swing wide the hell open. Um, When you decided to go the IPF route, was this like, why? what went into that decision? Obviously, you've been an IPF lifter before. You've been a USAPL and... What went into that? For me, it was kind of simple. I mean, I, after I competed in Sweden, I was like, I just, like, I feel like I 
deserve to give myself the opportunity to go back. Um, and then I had a, a pretty poor nationals in 2019 and then decided to have baby and kind of thought, you know, maybe it's not going to happen. Um, push comes to shove, COVID happened, everything shut down. So I started lifting again and went to nationals um, in 2021, like the first nationals. Um, and I ended up coming in second and I actually like got hurt and thought I was done. Like I was like, I'm done. I'm over powerlifting and took say that June to almost November. I didn't powerlift. I was just like, I'm sick of being hurt. I'm sick of being like trying to do something that's just pushing it and it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like I say like running into a brick wall and expecting something different. Um, so it was kind of like late November or early November of 2021 that I said, I would give it one more try. <laughs> I competed at a meet. And then that's when the USAPL and everything happened. And I said, if I'm giving it one more try, it's to try to get back to world. So it kind of made my decision easy. Like I didn't really even think about it. You know, I was just like, this is what my goal is if I'm doing it. Um, and after I competed in the meet in December, I, I kind of like fell back in love with the sport. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to Carleton American Nationals and hopefully get to Worlds. I mean, not for nothing. I also knew last year going to powerlifting American Nationals would be an easier route to get to Worlds than typically going to USAPL Nationals with like a stacked 63 class. Um, and it was just like something I wanted to do for myself type of deal. Um, Cause I mean, now I'm just powerlifting because I'm having fun, you know, and I enjoy it and I'm not 25 anymore. <laughs> so it was like, if the opportunity is there. I'm going to take it. And I didn't really care what other people thought, <laughs> I mean, you know, 10 years, so. 15 years from now, 90 some odd percent of the people you won't even be talking to anymore. You just move on in life and you won't have yeah. given a shit. You're like, why did I care about right. what certain people might've said? Um, right. Especially this man, people's opinions change every six months. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I just think that like at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. What right. Is. And, and what you believe is right for you. And it's kind of how I made my decision. Let's, let's be honest. It's not exactly easy route when you think you got Leah Babel waiting. That's the end boss. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You took an easy route. Oh, really? Okay. Really? No, yeah. But like, you know what I mean? That my uh, ultimate goal was to just to get back to world and like have an experience that I felt like I missed out on in 2019. And by that, I don't mean, I mean, the competition itself was ridiculous, but I mean, I felt like I missed out on experience because I cut so much weight that I like wasn't having fun. <laughs> like I like wanted to go back and have fun. You know, I wanted to have a different experience. Couple things that I want to double back on here. Um, a, Arian, I don't know if you knew this. Maybe it just slipped by me. I didn't know this was a comeback after a comeback. Like your comeback from having kids, twins, by the way, right? Yeah. Is um, was Arian? Was it that was comeback of the year, right? We had said in the KOTL, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I, I picked her for my female from basically because of 2019 till now. <laughs> okay, so uh, Aries, like, it's a running, it's a Let's remove now. It's a the dynasty. curse, though. There's no more comebacks, guys. Nothing is going to happen to me from here on out. Yeah, yeah. Only up. We're just ascending. <laughs> yeah, enough of the comebacks. But yeah. um, I didn't realize after that massive comeback, which was, like, awe-inspiring, because leading into the USAPL Nats that you came in second in was mm. crazy the amount of weight cut, um, so quickly while at the same time retaining muscle mass and a level of strength, like losing weight while maintaining strength is extremely difficult. 
um, you know, by definition, it's calories yeah. in, calories out. So it, you sure. don't feel strong when you're losing that much body weight. That's crazy. Enough. And that was all inspiring. Enough. And we were all like, got to be comeback of the year there. But then I didn't know you took a, a huge injury that literally had you be like, you know what? Maybe that was my last comeback. Maybe yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I really thought so. I mean, that summer leading into fall was like the worst four months of my life. Like, I felt oh like I was having, gosh. Like, yeah, I it was just like, I felt like I was having uh, like a midlife crisis. Like, what was I going to do? Because all I have ever done is sports. So like, I was basically lost. I was like a lost little puppy <laughs> trying everything again for like the 17th time in my life. Um, and like unsure if I was going to continue competing. And like what that would look like, you know, I, I can't, um, this is, I, I had no idea this is what you were going through and, you know, looking at it now, knowing that you were in that position where you literally were like completely lost. Like, I think I'm done right now. Like, like your, is it, was it like an identity crisis? Was it like, oh, yeah. um, cause you, a you, huge amount of my identity was the wrapped up and not that it's not now, but like in competing and powerlifting, um, primarily, I mean, weightlifting, I was still competing, but I'm not as strong. So definitely in powerlifting in general. And then it's like, you throw on top of that. Now I'm a new mom of six month old twins. And then it's like, all right, I couldn't do anything. So it's like, that was kind of my escape from my life at the time, which was very chaotic. And I had no freaking idea what I was doing. Um, and I was like, all right, I can go do that. Cause I know how to do that. And this is good. And then that was kind of taken away for a while. And I was like, what am I going to do? So it was like a huge identity crisis. <laughs> people, people think like, some people think you have kids and everything changes. Like, well, you're a mother now. You just become a mother. You still wake up and have dreams. And have, when you're mm -hmm. a passionate person, you you don't just it's like your dreams die. Your passion dies. No, I just I just let it all go, and now I just now what? You got to live. It's not over. Yeah. And your husband, who I've I met, thought that was going to happen. By the way, like I yeah. thought, like oh, I'm going to have kids, and I'll be I'll be fine with just you know maybe going to a local meet down the street, doing my thing, you know. And not oh. that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just not my personality. Which I've learned. <laughs> okay, not that there's anything wrong with going to local meets for sure, but look what you achieved. Imagine the door closed on you then like that. Imagine you literally, okay, well, that's where the chapter ends. And then mm -hmm. and you freaking missed all of this. It would have been such a shame. I know. Isn't and that now, crazy? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, crazy <laughs> to think that that was an opportunity. And um, I look like I've met your husband, Brian, right? Yeah. And um couldn't be more support. Like he's showing up at PA Nats and he like knows who's who. And we're like shooting shit. Like he's a super <laughs> nice guy. And he was, yeah. Cause we were at the barbecue afterwards. And like, he's, he's an easy dude to like, he's an easy hang as you say, right? Like dudes, like he's a good guy. You can hang, but he's at worlds. He's like involved. Yeah. He's like in. So at oh, the yeah. very least too, like, it's good that you have someone who's supportive, who isn't like, um, isn't it about time you let this go? Like, you know, oh yeah. He's like, he's yeah. like, no, he's, super he's like, supportive. yo, yo. You're like, I'm going to South Africa. He's like, yo, I'm going to South Africa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, let's do like, this. How long does it take to get there again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you guys, it's good that you guys are like a unit like this. You guys will cover each other. Yeah, we have like a very similar mindsets, even though we portray that in very different ways. Um, So he gets it, you know? And I think when I was going through that period where I was kind of lost, I feel like he was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do because like we had just never been there before, you know? 
Um, so there's some things about yourself you just can't change. <laughs> that's that's and well this said. Is one that I just can't change. <laughs> well, here's, here's another thing. That's the person he fell in love with. Is like the person who's passionate. Can you imagine being with somebody and be like, I want to take that. They're, they're shining too bright. I want to take a little bit of that passion out of them. I want that light to dim. It's like, yeah. You shouldn't be with that person if that's, well, that's the what case. I was just gonna say. <laughs> he's he's probably with you because he's like, no, no, this is like you're more of a proud situation where like I'm proud of her. This is like I like this. I'm excited, as opposed to some people, yeah. They they come in, they come in initially and it, it, it changes. But um, yeah, it's, I, I'm I can't believe knowing all what happened afterwards. Holy smoke. So there's a comeback within a comeback. So when you went through the PA Nats and you're yeah. going to worlds, you're telling yourself, okay. I know it's coming, but I have, you have like after Leah Babwa, it is all tough opposition, 500 up mm -hmm. type kilos. You know, we have world champions in there. Like it's, it's going to be tough mm -hmm. and European champions, the whole night waiting for you. Irish Shelton from, from Netherlands. Um, so when you're in there, you find out Leah Babwa doesn't make weight and you're like, holy shit, mm -hmm. this door has just swung open. You look to your handlers check thank god not arian this time okay we got a chance you look to brian sorry Aaron. you look to brian and um and what do you guys tell yourselves like holy shit this is are you getting like are you telling yourself I you know what's funny going into world in general brian just kept being like you never know what's gonna happen you never know what's gonna happen and i'm like yeah okay okay <laughs> sure mm -hmm, yep um, and he just kept saying it and then literally showed up and he was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. You, did you hear the rumor? Uh, did you hear the rumor of why she missed weight? Because you were you were out to eat with her or something? Yes. Dude, <laughs> what, like, what I don't know. Is it a rumor? Or and listen, Brian pulled me aside and he's like, Look, you never know what's gonna happen. He's we like, can actually make some things happen too. Though, he's huh? like, How much is it gonna take? That's right. Brian's like, Brian's like He's a, a businessman. Right. Like there's an amazing restaurant up the street. Here's my uh, credit card. Here's my credit card, Playboy. <laughs> Just go have a good night. Show her a good night is all I'm saying. All me. Let me know how it goes. Oh, um, God. Didn't you guys um didn't your guys uh transport bus get pulled over on the way? Oh God. Yeah. And, it was, I actually thought we were gonna die. Like not Brian to be dramatic, but twice and they were one time was for an hour and a half and we were in the middle of nowhere at 3 a.m in the morning and i was oh like God. that's it wasn't brian's idea to pay them off oh 100 oh, and and honestly 100%. <laughs> honestly that's Just all saying. he wanted it was that's really what he wanted <laughs> i was like anyway brian around him or something <laughs> businessman <laughs> It's, you gotta it's dicey because um did he pay him off by the way it doesn't matter i don't think you could gonna get extradited uh, no, we we did not, but only because um I think the driver did. But the oh, driver was saying to the guy, like, we don't have money, we don't have money. And Brian's like, We have money. <laughs> Brian's like, my, my man, here's my credit card. Let's go. What oh. is um was it police that pulled you over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think that happened to us too, or something. Because yeah, like our guy didn't have some kind of license or whatever, and they just wrote him up. Which is like you know what else deal do you have this i-95 form ah shit playboy that's gonna cost you 500 though huh yeah ah. yeah on the spot though yeah yeah, spot. yeah yeah but on yeah, the spot yeah. though see i could we we could go back to the department or we could just work it out right now you know what i mean <laughs> stuff like that yeah yeah as, as long as it's police though it, okay but if it's like 
some freaking dudes in in masks oh, pulling up. Now you're like, all right, well, this is a whole nother. I know, um, but we didn't even see him because he pulled us over and the driver hopped out of the car. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, like, do not too. hop out of the car. But obviously it's a lot different there. Well, they must know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, they must know. Anyway. And you yeah. got stopped twice? We got stopped twice. Mm-hmm. Was it the same cops? Like, you know what, man, fuck that. I'm going back again. He luckily had more money on him. The first time he was backing up out of a toll booth. So I think that's why we got pulled over the first time. Oh. And then the second time, I think it was because of a license or something that he didn't have. Fair enough. Part, it's all part of it. It's all part of the adventures, Meg. Yeah. Seriously. I was like, are there lions around here? Like, <laughs> Yeah, there is. Yeah, there uh, is. Can we walk from here? No. Okay, great. So was was it um? So now you're making sixty three comfortably. You don't have to do major cuts or anything like that, or no, I don't. Um, I actually like at World, I was probably a little too light, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing any cuts like I was before. Okay, so it's good because, like, yeah, I mean, you've made 57, but to make 63 and no cut, you probably feel like a champ when you walk in there. It's a major factor. Yeah, it's a huge factor. I mean, it's it's really, like, a game-changing factor um, in how you feel. So when you, when you find out, Leah doesn't, and, mm-hmm. and Brian's right. You know, he's like, you never know. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. At that point. Are you guys immediately, has everything changed on his ear? Are you like, right, calm down? Well, like, cause you know, you know, like I, between you ladies, I don't know if you yeah. become the favorite. You got to be in the discussion. It's close. Yeah. I was definitely the lowest. I think I had the lowest like qualifying total for sure. But I think like I knew what I was capable of and I knew it wasn't my qualifying total. Of course, I don't know how much progress they've made. Right. Um, so I was kind of just like, if I do what I came here to do initially, it's going to put me in the same position, except now I'm going to be a world champion. Like that's the difference. But did it change how, like how I attack the meat? No. And I honestly only, the only reason I think that is just because like, I feel like I've changed a lot as a lifter and I've like become a lot more mature as a lifter. So I didn't necessarily like let it throw me off my game where before it probably would have <laughs> like it's, it's, freaked me out you know it, I, I don't even know how things change like that's like it's it'd be so difficult to stay in the pocket after hearing that mm-hmm. and, and um you know speaking to so arian were you so you weren't handling then were, were you watching this live or where were you at this time then yeah i was at the venue because i went and saw them afterwards um okay. but i think i was just sitting in the crowd watching okay because you can't have that many people back there or something like that working yeah, and, and most of the sessions, you know, we only have one lifter. So it was probably Mike, Rodney, and then Brian. Yeah. yeah. Once this happened, though, so I, I'm replaying this because it's going back to the summertime. But um, looking at it, you actually, despite, so the door Don't swings, look at my performance. Yeah. I, well, this, yeah. is this is where it's got to be a little bit dicey. Um, in the squats, you missed your third squat. Now, the door yeah. swung open. You're like, holy fuck, we got this. When you missed your third squat and Chiara Bernardi, the junior world champion who's moved up has hit all three of hers from Italy. And we know she's, she's posted up some big totals previously as well. I believe she would have moved into, uh, you know, very tight favorite in terms of previous yeah. totals and has won world titles before. So she can hit the world-class mark. Were you like, 
fuck? Where are you thinking that? Are you just staying in the pocket? No. I'll be honest. If there's one thing I have experience with, it's missing lifts and having to come back and hit lifts. So like it doesn't like missing lifts to me doesn't really throw me off like my game per se, if you know what I mean. Um, and squats at that point in time were still very difficult for me and my coach to like judge top end um, just for where I was at, both in terms of like recovering from having kids and getting back to squatting after having uh, like pulling my hamstring. So it's kind of like, it might be there. We hope it's there. It should be there, but it might not be there. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so at that point in time, I, I like I powerlifting American ass, I think I missed my third squat. And then I missed my third squat at world too. Um, but I did at that point though, not really worry. Cause I was like, well, I have a really good bench. So, and okay, then... well, that's the perfect segue <laughs> because holy smokes, Meg. So bench yeah. press rolls around. You're thinking, sure. I got a good bench. We're all right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you move forward with just your opening bench. Yeah. What? <laughs> how winning, how, winning moment for me. How scared were you? What's going on? What happened? And... I, I, I literally just fucked up. Like I just jumped commands. It was like, I, it was my first meet. You know what I mean? I think at that point in time, after my second bench, that got in my head for sure. Um, about jumping the command and like how, like what an amateur move to jump a command twice, but jump a command on the world stage. Right. Um, I was in my head about my feet cause I had been using blocks before, but I didn't want to use them at world because I saw them sliding around on people. So that was like a new thing for me. Um, like I was in my head about my feet moving. Um, so then I came around to my third bench and I jumped it again. And this time it was even worse because I, I was pressing it and like knowing I had jumped it. I was literally oh. like rolling my eyes on the camera. Um, after that, I was that at that point in time, I was like pretty upset. Like I was <laughs> upset at myself. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it was like, I'm just giving away kilos at this point. So it wasn't a strength issue. It was literally my mind. Um, so after bench, I did just say, like, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to the bathroom. I was like, I'll be back. But, like, I just need a couple minutes to just, like, forget this ever happened. Um, at that point in time, I didn't even know, like, what the subtotals were. Um, I didn't know if I had an opportunity. But I knew that, like, I basically had to forget everything that had happened before deadlifts if i was gonna have a chance at the end of deadlifts it's such a i mean talk no. about i mean it's it's like everything is so dramatic in terms of this story and how you became the world champ but to to have missed the commands on bench you must have been telling yeah. yourself fuck the door swung open and i literally said poke my head in the doors i'm good thank you and close the door <laughs> yeah. on myself right <laughs> thanks yes. guys Thanks it for was like, here's no, this opportunity. What do you want to do with it? Yeah. No, thank you. I don't no, want thank you. I'll take I'm silver. Good. I'll take silver. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I I'll really close. like that one, silver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take another silver, thanks. But yeah. frig, that's got to be tough. But it so was tough. What so did you do back. to rally back? Like, how did what did you tell yourself to rally back? Yeah. So I came back and I like regrouped and I was kind of like, why am I here? You know, like what was the reason I came here? What was the reason I went through the hassle of you know, traveling all the way to South Africa, leaving my girls for a week, figuring out how we're going to take care of them for a week, like who's going to watch them for a week um, to compete at this meet. And 
I just kind of reminded myself that I'm here to have a fun experience. Like I'm here to enjoy this because who knows if it will be my last one. That's like one thing you'll never know, you know, like it might be your last one. You might never come back. So if I'm going to do that, it's going to have to be on deadlifts. Like I'm going to have to figure it out and get my shit together. Um, so I came back and Brian looked at me and he was like, how about opening at 190? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> this is, you, you went big on deads. I think our commentary even said like, this is some big deads for Meg. Like you, you. you. No, Ryan, I heard you. I went up to my oh, first no, deadlift. Oh, sorry. Like, oh, oh, no. This is a big opener for her. And I'm like, thank you for the vote oh, of confidence. Sorry. <laughs> but, it, but it really uh, was a, a, an aggressive. I know yeah. why you had to get aggressive, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like you had to, but. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Like if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose on my own sword. You know what I mean? Like I'm not afraid to throw it on the bar and to make push other people to be uncomfortable. I'm okay with that. I would rather do that than be like, mm, what have could have, should have, maybe mm. I had another two and a half, you know? Um, I knew at that point in time, like my top end was probably 200, <laughs> but I also knew that I needed people to think it was more. Right. And so I knew when I pulled 190, I had to make it move yeah. so that it looked believable. <laughs> um, I did make 190 move. Yeah, you did. So it did look believable. And then people made their jumps kind of matching mine because then I pulled 200 for my second. I mean, it, it was, it ended so. up being, it was an aggressive play, but it's, it's a play obviously you had to make. You didn't have a choice. You had to load up. Um, yeah. And whether or not you hit your third, Sometimes, I mean, Arian's going to know about this handling a lot better than me, but sometimes it becomes irrelevant if you force them to hit their thirds as well. Like Arian, I know, I don't know if you have that world's pulled up the, the results, but yeah. um, there was a lot of missed thirds. There was so many and yeah. end of the day, everybody was at five Oh five. And um, it came down to body weight, which is another thing as well. When you know, you have this in your back mm -hmm. pocket, but Kiara only had to go up two and a half kilos. I know. That was a that was it was the play to make there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And I obviously I wasn't watching um their second deadlift, so I didn't know how hard they were. I was just like had all all the trust in, you know, Brian and Mike, like calling numbers and talking to my coach and whatnot. Um I also so I like didn't know how hard their second deadlifts were. I just knew that I missed my third, you know, and that, that was the point where like, I like lost it. So I was like, I like, I'm in the same exact place I was in Sweden. Like I missed my third in Sweden. I let doors open, missed my third. And here I am again. Like there is no one else to blame for where I am right now, except for me. And now, you know? you're, prob now you're probably thinking about those two fucking bench presses. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yes, absolutely. At that point in time. And I think what's funny, and this is, I think, some of it like me just maturing as a lifter and like knowing I guess a lot more about myself and like how I identify with lifting is like yes at that point in time that's what I was thinking about and then when push comes to shove like that me and like becoming world champions like one of the coolest things you can freaking do right of course but yeah. at the end of the day yeah like it like it's amazing <laughs> and I'm not gonna have any complaints yeah, about that Jesus. it was awesome but at the end of the day to me like that wasn't the best part like I was like I'm still not like I'm not satisfied in my performance but I'm like the greatest part was like knowing that I can 
that I'm doing it because I love it. You know what I mean? Like if I had lost, I would have been mad at myself for missing the benches, of course. <laughs> but like, I still know why like I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I didn't go there to win. Hmm. Does that make sense? Did you go there for like, put it this way. The more I experience things, <clears throat> the more I know it's like an excuse for an experience. It's an excuse for a moment. It's a, you know, like we're going to all show up here. And if, if you yeah. go in there in the right mind, you're going to think it's amazing. Like, holy shit. Yeah. This is the wildest. Thing. Right. I think, yeah, I guess a better, like, I feel like I said that pretty poorly, but I guess a better way of saying it is like, I, it was really cool winning and I wouldn't want to change that, but I wasn't like satisfied with the day where some people might show up and be like, well, I won. Cool. Right. Mm. I wasn't satisfied. And I was like, I should have done better and I didn't do better. And that's on me. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Well, your five thirty-seven and a half would indicate that like your top end is, is, um, like, yeah. You, okay. Put it this way. It's, yeah. If you hit five thirty-seven and a half at worlds, sure. everybody would have been like, holy shit. Um, yeah. Like everyone, like that's an insane performance, and you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, yeah what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's up? And yeah. don't get me wrong, that was not there in June. <laughs> there should have been more there in June, but five thirty-seven wasn't there in June. Um, and I knew that wasn't there, like until I got my squat to come back. A number like that wasn't going to be there. Um, but I did think, like, you know, I should be in range of like five fifteen. Mm. Um ish you know give or take which is a lot different than 505 yeah but at the same time kiera also has hit like i think like what does kiera hit there erin do you know happen to know her um i have to look it up and see what her but i, I think it's somewhere around there she's like just just barely above uh 500 as well i think uh, she's done like 510 five around 510 maybe 515 well, range yeah. be before worlds she had done like 507 and then since world's her latest meet she's done 517 so she's yeah. that's the thing like um i guess you you find out showing up these competitions like it won't always be picture perfect like you want but that's why you just take that freaking w and be like you know what i mean it's oh, 100%. tough it's so 100%. tough yeah like it's just win baby that was actually just win win ugly win win pretty win just fucking win doesn't matter oh yeah and you can oh, hit yeah. those you know what i mean it's uh yeah definitely it, it, i think you, i needed a meet like that though to be like oh like there's so much more in my top end you know like there's get the so hunger much back, more i can do yeah and like there's so much more i can do to build my total like i feel like a lot of times because i like i'm not young <laughs> you're not old either though, i'm not young i'm not old but like i am in my mid-30s you know what i mean it's not like i'm new to the sport even though like I've really only been just powerlifting for a year, you know, like, but I'm not new to powerlifting itself. What do you mean um, by that? Sorry, before you move on, what do you mean by just powerlifting for a year? So before I was like doing something else with powerlifting, like I was either running marathons or doing super total. But like when I decided I was going to powerlift and try to go to worlds again last year, I committed to like, I'm only going to do powerlifting. So this is the year that you went, when you came back from that injury, you mm -hmm. came back like for the first time I'm going all in and it's just this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, and then you, then you became world champion started hitting this 537. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I don't know, like it do, I have more in my top end. I always felt like I did. Like I always felt like I had strength that I was just unable to display like on the platform. Um, 
And it is like one of those things where you're not like a newbie anymore. And people are like, eh, you know, does she? And then it's like, do I? But, <laughs> but I think there's so many factors that have just gone into this past year that it's like, oh, shit, like, I have more than I thought I had. And I'm continuing to see more, you know, like psych, like training cycle after training cycle, I'm continuing to see a trend of numbers go up, which is really cool. And I think part of that is committing to powerlifting. I think part of it is being more mature as a lifter. I think part of it is moving up a weight class because it's my first full year as a 63, um, without having to cut weight at any point in time, um, which is a hard thing to do right? Like to commit to moving up a weight class because you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Right. But I think there's just so many factors that like the past year, I've just been able to see my total go from a PR total in, I think it was 2018. Maybe don't go me on that. But I think it was 2018 of like 490 to 437. Uh, 537. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I got you. Let me ask you about this. Well, before we, okay, before we go into the weight cutting and whatnot, um, and move on from worlds, what was it like looking, knowing your, your day was done and everything that happened with Sweden with the freaking miracle pole by Murray T your day is done. And you're like, fuck me, here we go again. I got to watch to see if I'm a world champion or not. And, um, in Sweden for anyone listening, you were, you broke the total world record and were the strongest 57 of all time when your day was done. That was such an insane day. It was the whole day yeah. was insane. <laughs> yeah. it was, you, you were, yeah. you, you finished your day as the strongest 57 of all time. So you could, you yeah. were back in the warm up room. You're like, well, that was, what can I say? You can't be upset with that. And then no. Maria comes out with a miracle pole, whatever it is, what it is. Um, so when you're back there again, 2022, your day's over. It isn't yeah. the same, you know, miracle. You're not like, oh my God, it, no. you have a little, you're dis, you're a little dissatisfied. This is kind of ironic because last time you've done every, you did, had a phenomenal day. I left my soul on that platform. Right. In <laughs> Whereas, so I felt where, very satisfied with my day in Sweden. In South Africa, I felt unsatisfied with my day. Yeah. So, when so you're it was a very back, different experience. Yeah. And, and you're watching them go up. What is that like? What, that is like the most anxious, you know, some people are like, you know, I never, I never cheer for my opposition to miss. I'm like, yeah. come on. Are you kidding me? I would be like, fucking, I mean, come <laughs> on. please, please, please I, miss. Not, not I yet. Was <laughs> a legitimate disaster. I was just like sobbing. I had like every emotion running through my body. Like, I think there were so many things that I just didn't think about between Sweden and like having children and coming back and then thinking about quitting and coming back. That was like running through my body all at once. I had no idea what was going on. Really? One of the girls actually pulled and made her third pull. So I thought she wanted, she wasn't pulling for the win. So like, I literally had no idea what was going on. Oh <laughs> and then uh, big Mike and Brian walked over and they're like, you won. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> You're like, don't you fuck with me right now. Cause it's not funny. I was like, not a good joke. Okay. Not now. <laughs> um, so I was like very much in my own world at that time when everyone else was still pulling. You, you literally had like a therapeutic breakthrough back there. You're I like, you're like, I thought it was over Sweden. Turned out I wasn't. I thought, <laughs> I, it was over. I thought it was over that dark period of year last summer. Not yet. Turned Not yet. It all came in. It's like, like you were about to die. And your last flash flash between or before your eyes. You're like, Oh my God, here it is. Yeah. Um, so when you did find out you're a world champion and you're on the podium, the whole nine, are you telling yourself like, obviously you're happy, but you're telling it. What do you, what is going through your mind? What are, what are you thinking at these moments? 
it was, it was like very surreal, you know, like, cause I went to South Africa, not expecting this to happen, first of all. And then I had a day, I went to South Africa thinking I would have a day, but like thinking I'd have a day by lifting well, <laughs> mm. you know? Um, and that didn't really necessarily happen. Like I didn't lift my best. Um, but I was on top of the podium and like hearing my national anthem played. So like, it was very surreal. Um, and like really cool. Like there's nothing to describe standing on top of podium and listening to your own national anthem played. Um, yeah. And I was like, all right, when's the next one? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> did, did you realize too, like that swing when the door of opportunity swung open for you, it wasn't just an opportunity for yourself, but you battling those ladies, like first off for a podium to be all the same total is insane. That is like mm -hmm. at worlds. I can't, do you know another time off the top of your head where the entire podium is the exact same total and it was the, the, at world championships? We, we had it once for um, juniors in 2015 Finland where our U.S. girl tied second and third and she got first on body weight. But I haven't <laughs> seen it in the, in the okay. open before. Like you think about how unlikely of a day that is, Meg. I know. And then on, um, on top of that, your swing win there and your battle swung yeah. it for all of Team USA's women to defeat France. Like mm -hmm. you, you had to do what you had to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The same. I didn't even know we all tied until they announced the podium. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're, what? You're like, fuck, that was close, huh? Holy yeah, shit. Like, wow. Okay. You just tuned in. Your coach was like, yeah, that was close. <laughs> yeah, that was close. Holy you shit. Then you came in extra light. Yeah. I'm like, like, Thank Damn. God I'm having a skinny day. No, I, I literally had no idea. <laughs> That is crazy. Well, yeah. it makes it easier. Um, yeah. It's a good thing you weren't a big fuck. See, I'm glad I was, when I commentate, I have to be like, uh, like, I just naturally am excited anyways, the way I talk. But like, sometimes I think like, oh, fuck, I wonder if the lifters hear me. I don't want to get in their heads. They're put too much pressure. Sometimes when they're coming out for the win, like yeah. the pull, I'm like, yeah, 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 I have to, like, I have to build it for the audience. So I'm like, oh, for sure. It's no, all it lit a down. fire under my ass. But at yeah. the same time, I was like, is it inappropriate to be like, Hey, watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, by the way, Ryan, watch this. <laughs> watch this. Because I heard the preview show. And he like, oh. check this out. Um, and I also wanted to double back when you were talking about the cut because you didn't have to cut. Yeah. <clears throat> Looking back now, because I looked at some pictures, like when you were coming back on, I just kind of like a memory lane, went back to pictures of all of us, like back in Sweden. And holy smokes, yes, you were so small. Like you were like stage ready small. And mm -hmm. um, because right now as a 63, you are lean and jacked. And mm -hmm. it is, it is like a I can't believe you made that cut now looking back. Like seeing you as a 63, if someone sees you, they'd be like, yeah. I love I know. that's a massive cut. It must yeah. have been hell. And you might have been yeah. holding back so much strength for performance-wise. Like now, obviously 537 and a half. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it didn't, it started off as like a substantial cut. Like when I first went to 57 um, to qualify for nationals with 57 and then even at nationals. But then I just got to a point where I was building so much muscle mass. Um, Cause it was kind of in the first two years of me powerlifting. I was building so much muscle mass that I, the cut for worlds, I was like, I literally can't lose any more body weight. Mm. Like <laughs> um, I'm just going to have to figure it out and cut water. And it's going to be miserable, but this is the last time I'll, I'll compete as a 57. Like, this is what I told myself going into it. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I showed up to Sweden. Aaron, I couldn't believe. Aaron, close your ears. I probably weighed showing up to Sweden, like, honest to God, like 61 and a half or 68 too. It wasn't good, but yeah, see, it wasn't Aaron's fault, but in my (laughs) mind, I couldn't go up because there's two 63s. Like I would have asked if I could go up like four worlds, but um, there are already two 63s like on Team USA. So I didn't have an option. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. Oh my gosh. The, I can't, the, you, you, so you just did a hero cut. One of those old fashioned with mm-hmm. two hour weigh-ins. That's a hell of a hero cut. And how did you feel for that day? I mean, you felt, you performed so well though. So I felt pretty terrible. Um, I mean, Aaron can probably tell you, I looked like a, I looked like death. I mean, even look at the picture, like my face looks awful. You You can see it in people's face. You know what I mean? Like you can see it in people's face and I'm looking back. I'm like, Oh, my face just doesn't look good. You know? And since being there, sometimes I see people's face. I'm like, Ooh, it's not good. You know? And like, I empathize with them down deep because I remember how I felt. Um, it, it was like, you know, when they say sometimes you do things so much, your body will just like take over and do it. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened in Sweden. Like my body was like, we've been here. We've done it so many times. Like we're going to figure it out. And that's what happened. Um, but I feel like mentally I was so, I was like, not there. I was so foggy. I mean, moving to, um, so after that you were, so but the big thing is because when you came back from kids having two twins or having twins, you, yeah. uh, you went to a 57, I, right? I did, but I lost a lot of muscle. Like I know oh, I was yeah. still very muscular, right? Like if you're if you're talking about the average person, but I lost a lot of muscle during pregnancy and postpartum. And then I was also um like breastfeeding at the time. So I like couldn't keep weight on. Mm. So that actually wasn't like I didn't cut to 57 that time. It was kind of weird. And I was like, I'm so small. I felt so small. I was like, I'm so small. <laughs> but <laughs> Um, I figured going into that, it would probably be the only time I'll ever compete at 57 again. Like, I don't, I don't like being, feeling small. I would rather feel jacked and huge. So I can out angle you at all times. Yeah, well, okay, get ready for Malta. <laughs> but that God takes damn. time, you know, like I knew it was going to take time for me to build muscle back. I'm not being realistic, you know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But this is obviously your top end potential. Like after worlds, um, is that when that 537.5 and, and listen, when you posted that up, everybody, I had a bunch of people in my DMS powerlifting America was in my DMS, like fucking, you see the total we got here? Like everyone's like, Oh, this is, you know, um, yeah. but was that more like, okay, now I control all of these elements and let me just, let me just see what I can post up. It looked like you might even have oh, like, why did I do the meat? Yeah. 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 So for a few reasons, one, we changed a ton of my training. So I wanted mm. to do it like out of meat that didn't, didn't matter if I blew up. You know what I mean? Like if it didn't work when I peaked, we're like, all right, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, that's true. Yeah. Moving on. I felt like I hadn't competed in forever. Um, To be honest, like, I feel like I was used to competing like three times a year and it was like June. And then I was like, I'm not going to compete until basically next March. So it feels like a very long time. So I was starting mm-hmm. to feel like a little, not bored, but like kind of. And I was like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something dumb if I don't have a direction. <laughs> um, and it was the closest meet to me. Like it still wasn't that close, but it was the closest meet to me for powerlifting America. Cause there's not a ton right now um, of options. 
So that's kind of how I ended up there. And then and I wanted to bench one more time before the bench rules were changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Come so on. let's let's talk about all that. Well, I do before, see that before. though. I should I should have thrown one fifty on the bar. Did you see the one forty two and a half? Yeah, I did. <laughs> before that, Ryan, I'm raising my hand as you asked. Yeah. So I can ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Go my, ahead. My my question is, Meg, why'd you weigh in at sixty three point one kilos and not sixty three? I know. Does that annoy you? Do you know what's <laughs> funny? I stepped on the scale and the lady was like, "Do you want to spit?" And I'm like, "Not really." <laughs> It bothers all of us that your your total doesn't go into sixty three kilo class. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. If I'm being really honest, I I mean, I walk around very close to sixty three, and I did like we were in New York. I don't live in New York. I live in Massachusetts, but uh, my scale broke, so I was like in between three pounds, and I was like, well, I'm either going to be on weight or not. So whatever. I was sixty three point one. It's kind of like. Um... <laughs> It's kind of like uh like cause cause you already won the world title. So this is more just to see where you're at. Yeah, I mean like and it's like, you know, like I had big needs, you have a scale that you can go step on like the night before. I brought my bathroom scale and then it was like you weigh it's in pounds, but like it's like you weigh one thirty eight, you weigh one forty two. I was like, those two are not the same. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um and there was like a slew of other ladies coming over to PA Nats now. Yeah. Um, like, like a, there was a lot of ladies coming over. It, it is, mm-hmm. it's a pretty stacked women's division in the IPF now. Do is Brittany Saplicki's not coming over though, right? Is she staying? I thought she was though at one point. No, she did, but she's not going to go to nationals this year. I think she's going to wait till next year. Okay. Got you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Chrissy Paracci's coming over. Um, mm-hmm. so, okay. Let's talk about the bench rules. How do you, sure. th- how do you anticipate that'll affect you? What were your thoughts on it? Obviously the rollout, uh, the whole nine has been less than ideal with information sharing. Mm-hmm. You, I don't, have we had, I don't think we've had any bomb outs, right? Arian? Like, has there been someone who, or, I think that one kid bombed in uh, right. Denmark or something. The kid yeah, there was the one guy I shared the video of, but he also had like, where like the first, attempt he like had his own issue i think with the he like i was expecting a faster press command he kind of like heaved it so it wasn't like just elbow depth it was mm. multiple issues gotcha yeah he jumped so, a command yeah <laughs> uh, wow I, I forget if it was a command or if it was like yeah. he being like after the command he sunk it down and then heaved uh, it up gotcha. um but then the second attempt was elbows and third attempt was elbows so um and i don't know how many you know bench attempts how many lifters have gone through it yet but your bench is big. Now we know you can mm-hmm. win without it. Now, at least you know that you don't know no matter what, but sure. what are your thoughts? Uh, okay. My thoughts in general or my thoughts on the bench? Uh, anything. No. You, you were talking <laughs> about it all. My, um, my thoughts on the bench rule is I think they did a really shitty job of rolling it out. Um, I mean, I, I kind of talked about it. I don't care if you're going to change the rule, but like it should be very cut and clear what exactly is expected um, because there's going to be lifters that need to change to that. And I think they like the response was, well, it's only 1% of lifters. I'm like, that's just not true. <laughs> you know, there's 1% of lifters. I would say that like, they're probably smaller than that, that don't necessarily like unbend their elbows, right. To bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of us that fall somewhere in between that, like with my regular bench, no, my elbows aren't going to hit depth. Right. But like, how much more do I need? Like, what do I need to change um, to hit depth? So like that was challenging because I was changing my bench to a standard that I wasn't sure what the standard was. You know what I mean? Yeah. How has it been though in terms of um, your adjustment? How have you found? Yeah. So 
I changed it initially and I was like, all right, well, if it's the way that I kind of interpreted it first, I should be okay. And then when they released the clarification, I was like, all right, I need another quarter inch. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, and now we're four weeks out from that. So I was like, I'm going to play it incredibly safe. Like I'm not looking to bomb out. I'm looking to have like undeniable elbow depth. It sounds right. ridiculous, but at math. So, um, I'm just going as flat as possible at math. Um, but the thing is, it's like, and I'm not saying this like in a cocky way, but like I have a very strong upper body. So like, yeah, my bench isn't going to be 142 and a half in four weeks. But do I think I'm going to get back to like 135 plus in the next couple of months? Like I do, you know, it mostly feels weird because it's like now I have an inch of range of motion that I didn't have before. So it's almost like, remember the first time you picked up dumbbells for like to heavy chest press? And you're like, oh, it's like, oh, the strength is there, but my arms feel like they're kind of like yeah, junk or something. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. It just like lacks some stability that like, I know we'll get there eventually. Um, so it's kind of where I'm at with it. Probably. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Now just because it's an interesting strategy. Maybe think of like equip lifters to play it safe. They may start with like a looser shirt or maybe not pull yeah. it down as tight on the opener and then go tighter. It's like, oh, just start like more flat back with, you know, 105 yeah. kilos on the opener, get it in and then bust out the arch and go more. Right. Test the limits. If I'm not bombing, I only needed one bench last year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, so I think I was just frustrated with the roller. I don't care if you're going to change the rules. I think it's still my only like qualm with it right now is I think it's harder to judge than people think. Cause it's in real time. No one's pausing your bench. Like, like, you know what I mean? Freeze framing your bench to look at. Right. And I think the side judges, that's really hard to judge from their position and their responsibilities. Um, but, but I guess it's just going to see what happens type deal. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. We got to see that's more. All it is. We, we, we need more data points. To see exactly yeah. if um, if this has any major effect on big competitions, um, but at least it's everyone's covering through it. Like obviously, Kira to the point of, I think she's got an aggressive bench setup. If I remember properly, she's so got a very you know what's funny? I actually because I'm a crazy person went down and I, when it came out and they were like, it doesn't affect anybody. I'm like, all right, let's look at all of the 63s. If you remove Leah, like literally almost everyone in that top ten, I'm like probably has to change. <laughs> so that's not not yeah. necessarily some people to big degrees and some people to smaller degrees but to some degree you have to change and i think the hard thing for people <clears throat> to understand is like when you first start lifting you're incrementally increasing the weights over time so your body is getting used to the weights over time and it's like we're very strong already so it's like we almost have to go backwards to go back up to get our literally our body like accustomed to a new range of motion hmm. and like you know your it, shoulders is, and everything is um maybe you remember is curl agara is she is this gonna affect her greatly i don't think she has an acute arch does she or? but she's right on the line for what i saw is in she? the videos yeah so it depends yeah. with the video sometimes that like meets and stuff you don't always have the head view so you don't always get like you know perfect angle but she's yeah. right on the line from what i saw i just personally don't like being right on the line yeah, it's, it's, it's a little... <laughs> that's a personal decision but like decision. <laughs> that like gives me a lot of anxiety that's how i live my life <laughs> all right right on you that know? line i'll throw it on the bar but like i don't want to like i'm not gonna bomb out on like yeah you know what i mean uh, it'll be well it, at the very least it's affecting all these ladies at the same time 
Um, so everybody's going to have to adjust, which is which yeah. is good at least across the board. I am interested in knowing, um, have either of you two, do you know, has there been any announcements from Gara's side? Is she going 63 again? And we're going to have, because Italy's got a bit of a bottleneck there. We got Sarah Naldi. I know, Gara. there's a lot of them. They're all shooters, all world-class, mm. three world-class 63s. And I guess they could send two of them possibly, mm. but it's, which might be uh, Kiara and, and Gara. Does, does, do either of you two know about Gara? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really follow her much. I didn't see anything Yeah, And I don't know, like in Italy, like how close they are. If they like discussing, be like, okay, I'll go 69. You guys go 63. Or if they all just show up to nationals and whoever wins gets the first say. And then the other two from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some national teams, I believe, even if you all show up in 63, maybe they could start shuffling people around and stuff. I don't know. Depends yeah, on how depends. their national team selection is. Yeah. How mm-hmm. many spots are open? Who wins the 69s if they all go 63s at nationals? So mm-hmm. we'll but, and then Carol's got to figure out, I guess, that hamstring injury because she's like injured it twice now. So, yeah. Oh, is that right? She yeah, re- did she, she oh, yeah, at, at uh, Arnold UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the same thing from what I've heard. Because she did that the meet before too, right? Or like right before Worlds in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and she had to like pull out yeah. of uh, some meets and then focus on World Games, and then, and then she tried to come back to Raw, and then she tweaked it again. Mm. Do you pay attention to all these when you're? Do you watch like the sixty threes? What powerlifting do you watch? Um. So I do. As we get closer to meets, I don't. But like in general, like. I'll see. I mean, just from social media and stuff, I don't go crazy, but like I used to go crazy. I'm like, stock everyone. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> I was like, I just, it's not going to change what I can do. So <laughs> at the that's, end of the day, yeah, that's um, fine. yeah. So like, you know, I just see what I see, you know, like on social media, but I do like, as you get closer, I for sure mute people. I'm like, I don't want to know what people are doing. I just need to stay in my own lane. Cause I think it can definitely affect some of the decisions you make in terms of training, you know? And just put on 100%. (laughs) You know, like trying to force things. Um, And I think I'm in a really good spot right now in terms of training where I'm being responsible. So I don't want to, you know, be unresponsible. And I feel like that could be something that would trigger it. (laughs) If I'm being honest. (laughs) It's uh, like I've talked to people who are like, They've told me, yeah, so-and-so, you believe this? They don't even follow me on Instagram. And they took yeah. like a slight. And I'm like, I don't think that's a slight. No. I think they legit aren't looking your way because they're trying to stay focused in their own lane. And yeah, sometimes 100%. you just, yeah. I'm like, I don't think it's like a slight, like some people maybe, but I don't, you know, nine times out of 10, I bet you they're just not trying to have you on their feet. They mm-hmm. don't, they want to just put the blinders on and move forward. Yeah. I think the best thing, I know some people get motivation from that, right? But I honestly think for the most part, it's probably better not to know, you know, like in terms of your day-to-day training. Cause like you're, like you're saying, everything you're going to see is the best of what they're doing Mm -hmm. 90% of the time. Right. So like you're saying, you're taking that total, you're adding 5% to that total. And then you're going into training next day and overshooting every single one of your (laughs) reps Cause you're like, I need to get where they are when in reality, that's not where they are anyways. Um, and you really can't rush the process. You can only do what you can do. You know, even, even like it could force you to overshoot, but it could also like rob you of like some tranquility throughout. Like 
Mm-hmm. You don't know what body weight they're at. You don't know all the background mm-hmm. story, what they're doing when they're in the in the gym. And you might be, what's there's like a quote about, uh, I think it might even Mark Twain or something, something along the lines of, I have worried about so many things. So few of them were actually real. Mm-hmm. Like so few of them actually happened. You yeah. worry about like a hundred th- scenarios. Almost none of them ever happen in life, period, right? So yeah. then when you're paying attention to this shit, even if you don't actually act it out, even if you don't actually overshoot, doesn't affect you on overshooting wise, mm-hmm. your afternoon, your morning, the stress, your sleep, your whatever, everything you're going out, you're trying to hang out, be present with your significant others and, and your friends and whatever work. And like things are on your mind when it's like, it's like, you don't need all this. It's not a lot of, it's not even going to be an issue by the time right. you show up. Right. Um, and that's all, there's also something to do with that where you can be like, let me be present. Let me not be all encompassing engulfed in powerlifting. Right. And you if know? it takes away any part of like your joy in training, then it's not worth it. Yeah. Or you know, if you're enjoying training, yeah. Or your day, but like, if you're enjoying training, it's going to go well. Like you're going to find a way that it's going to go well and you're going to PR things and you're going to have a great meet. But if you're not enjoying training, like, first of all, why, why are you still doing this part? <laughs> like, you know, like at the end of the day, yeah. um, but it's also really rough. You know, because not every day is going to be great. So if you're not enjoying training and you're also having a rough training cycle, like you're going to burn out, you're going to start hating the sport or, you know, it's, um, you know what I want to, somebody had posted, let me take a look at this real quick. You know, they say like, uh, comparison is the thief of joy, right? Yeah. We've all heard that quote before. Mm-hmm. I have, this is the top men's and women's, the actual, because when we look on social media, and I know this is ironic coming from, um, you know, king of the list where we just post the highlights and people come on the comments are like, I was having a great day until I saw some 15 year old Mm. in fucking Bulgaria is totaling, you know, a hundred kilo more than me, but um, it's the warm up room they showed what actual percentages of lifters. Oh, I saw that. Did you see this? I have it right yeah. here. Let's take a look here. So in the, that's 66. Let me take a look at the women's here. Here we are. All right. So the top 5% in the world of 63s, top 5% in the world, 385 kilos is the total. That's absolutely insane. And someone with an actual 385 kilos would be like, oh my God, look at, you know, King of List posted Meg's like, you know, 537, I suck, whatever. And it's like, you're way farther ahead than it's, you think. It's, it, well, the, yeah. top, the top 1%, the top 1%, you're a one percenter, okay? <laughs> you are walking this world. I've made it. In a true, yeah, but well, like, <laughs> wait till you hear this total. You might have already seen it, but you, if you listen to this, if you total as a 63, 427.5 kilos in a true global sport, like powerlifting, which it is, we know how many nations are powerlifting. You are amongst the 1% in the world at your sport. And you will see Meg out here doing over a hundred kilos more than you. And, and you're 427.5 and you're 537.5. 
they'll look at you, be bashful, and be like, fuck, do I post? Or do I post pictures of me with my friends and just be like, yeah, I kind of lift, but I'm shy about it. No, you're, whoever's listening to 63 Leagues, you're a one percenter. It's crazy how much comparison can be to Thief of Joy. You know, 100%. it's- 100%. That, that, or constantly bad. like projecting like in the future you know what i mean like and i don't mean that in a, like in a bad way or anything but when people are like oh well you know when i get my squat to this or oh well you know i want to i want to bench 150 right yeah. like all right but like let's get past 140 first you know yeah. like enjoy the process of getting there it's not just about getting there and i feel like when it's just about getting there that's where there's sometimes there's like so much disappointment and for me, before, I was definitely about getting there. <laughs> how do I get there? And how do I get there now? Um, because I very much felt, like before I had kids, I very much felt like it was a time-limited opportunity. Because I really thought like I was going to have kids and like that was it. <laughs> I don't know why I thought like I was going to change as a person when I had children. But yeah, no. I did for some reason. Like I wasn't ready to have kids until I was like, I'm okay putting this aside. Um, so I very much felt like I had a time limited. I have three years to try to accomplish this goal. Like how do we get there? And it's great because I got super freaking strong and I got to do some really cool things, but I think I missed out like on enjoying the journey along the way. And like that part's unfortunate and that's what I'm like changing now. And that's why I'm like, oh, I've been back for a year. I'm enjoying this process. I've learned so much more about myself as a lifter. I'm better than I've ever been. And I'm like still getting better, you know? And in my head, do I have number goals? Absolutely. But like in the day to day, it's not taking away like my joy because I'm not there yet. Like I know I'll get there. It's just a matter of when. And um, you know? it, it becomes like, that's the problem when people say things so often, it becomes cliche. So it loses the meaning. And then only when you cross that river, Ironic, I just use a cliche say, but only when you cross it do you realize, oh, fuck, I, I know what it means now. So right. when people say, just enjoy the process, it's about yeah. the journey, not the destination. Yeah. You hear that shit so often when you're younger and you don't know. And then later on in life, you're like, that one day, six months leading up to it, don't throw away six months for one. It's not a good trade off. Because if that right. day goes bad, you look big, oh, fuck, I ruined six months. Like, just. It, weightlifting itself gets so much. You know how often I having a like a tough day at work, yeah. stress the shit. I go to the gym, you got a few hundred pounds on your back. You don't remember fucking hundreds of pounds, hundreds and hundreds of pounds on your back, <laughs> um, and you don't remember nothing. You're like, I can't even remember what the shit earlier because you're ever so present. You're talking mm -hmm. to people, whatever, and like just enjoy. Like, all right, that's why this is good. This is why we're here, and and right. um, it's not necessarily the number all the time. It all adds up. No. You know, hard work. It does. it does. And it's all compounding. And like, you'll get there when people like, you know, like sometimes I'll have people come to me and say, Hey, like, you know, I benched 200. Now I want to bench 250 by December. I'm like, first of all, respect the weight. Come on. <laughs> Rude. Do you know how hard I've worked for? Yeah. 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 But like, like, I'm all for that goal. Like you will get there, but why December? Like, why are you putting a like specific? Cause that's not necessarily how this game works. <laughs> and like, if you put that goal there, you might very well accomplish that. You might be at 260 by December, but if you're at 240, are you going to be disappointed? Cause you started at 200. It's yeah. so like, that's still a huge accomplishment. 
right? But yeah. don't set yourself up for failure along the way by like forcing it into a time period. Um, I want to take a look at real quick. I'm what just you trying would... to say I'm here forever. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I'm the next Jen Thompson is what I would say. Here's look at in terms he of like, total this year. Isn't it crazy? In, in um, talk about like a like a lady kids, fifty years old, mm-hmm. like holy smoke, she's making it happen. She could do all this. When you put that in perspective, and this is so hard, I think for younger lifters, it's even hard for me because I'm 34. I've been powerlifting now for I don't know, say six years. Coming up on six years, I've competed in powerlifting. She's 50. Yeah. If I competed until I was 50, that is another 16 years. That's more than double the amount of time I've been powerlifting. Yo, you're That's gonna more co- than nah, okay. It's about half of my life so far. You know what I mean? Like that is even hard to imagine. You gonna you gonna <laughs> come on KOTL in 16 years and we're gonna we're gonna play this clip. I'll be Arian. I'll be like, you don't think I remember Arian play that clip? Arian's got it queued up. But that's so hard to imagine, you know, and like she's still adding kilos onto her total. It's crazy. It's insane. That's yeah. insane. And I think sometimes when we get to say like 30 plus, we start to count ourselves out, right? Like, eh, maybe we're not going to get that much stronger. Maybe I should put this part of myself away because society says I'm 30 and I should be mature now and I shouldn't be trying to compete in powerlifting or whatever, right? I'm a mom. Maybe I shouldn't be trying to compete in powerlifting anymore. Like, that's silly. But at the end of the day, like if it fuels you and it makes you better and it makes you realize you can do so much more, why would you not? You know, like I'm such a better person when I'm training outside of the gym. And it gives my, like for me having direction for my training, which is competing, like that gives my training so much fuel. I don't do well when I don't have direction. I learned that. (laughs) I, I still like to train, but like, I just doesn't do it for me. You know, um, so having some type of direction, which for me is powerlifting and competing makes training more fun. It makes my life outside of training more fun. Like it adds so much more to my life. So. It's, um, actually I remember when Jonathan Garcia, uh, one of Arian's athletes was on and he was, he is 34, right? Arian, I believe around there. Yeah. And, um, he was saying like, I remember he kept saying, ah, oh, but I'm an old guy, you know, I'm going against mm-hmm. these young guys. And I'm thinking like, Dog, that's not really how it works. And that's like we this is the beautiful thing about powerlifting. Um, you like you took look at a guy like David Ricks, who's in his 60s. It's insane mm-hmm. what he's capable of doing, or Jen Thompson, or the list goes on and on and on. Like it's um, I was talking to Lay Norton, did a a seminar in Toronto recently, and he was up for the weekend, and he was talking about how your metabolism actually we thought it slowed at like, you know, how many times like my generation, I got um, people now in their early forties. Um, they're like, you know, metabolism is not what it used to be an activity, whatever. And then we found out new studies like yeah. no, actually your t- metabolism doesn't slow to you and you're sick. Isn't that insane? I read it, that study and we, I was like, whoa, I was like, oh, fuck it. Well, what does that tell you? It kind of tells you people stop moving as much. It tells you doing things, you know, yes, like they 100. My buddies are like, um, they look at me like, yeah, like, wh- what are you doing that you could, that you're, you know, six pack lapping at at our age? Cause my friends don't look like me. And I'm like, um, dude, I just do what I've always done. And now new studies are showing like 
it's not magic dog you literally your metabolism doesn't slow we were just told this shit and we believed mm-hmm. it but you just mm-hmm. stopped man you just you just did whatever you do what you know you just adapted you this thing can keep going um yeah especially like in our sport mm-hmm. yeah it's a it, that's why like a jen thompson is so inspirational absolutely i think there's something huge to be said for you know becoming lifting for a longer period of time you get to know yourself better as a lifter right like you get to become more mature as a lifter so yeah you're not going to make newbie gains right like you might be fighting for kilos at some point in time however you're you also know how to approach training from a more intelligent way you know and you kind of know what to expect from it um when, when things pop up you're like okay i felt that before i know to back off a little like as opposed to no what's there maybe i'll push through it and you're like well that was a mistake right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. right and like you don't necessarily freak out when certain things happen you're like nah, no big deal like i know what that's like you know or when yeah. things are like more of a red flag than others um so there's benefits to being a seasoned lifter a seasoned lifter okay yeah <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know if I can say that. I mean, I've been around, I guess, a lot, a lot longer than some of the other people, but there's some seasoning. That there's a little seasoning. Yeah. I got a little sprinkle. <laughs> you got some Not heavily, medium-ly seasoned. I feel like uh, in our sport, if you've been around for like a few years and people see you at a couple nationals or like, oh, that person's a veteran. Yeah. 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 We yeah. turn over like two year turnovers. Yeah. Um, there's, I feel like there's a lot of turnover in the sport, especially for, I would say like, there's so many females like competing in your mid thirties probably isn't necessarily a popular time for a lot of females to compete because a lot of females are having children. But what's cool is there's so many more females that have young children and they're competing and they're competing at high levels. So that's changing, but were you prepared that you became like, um, the poster woman for, for that? Like you became like this inspirational story of like, well, look at Meg came back twins, um, took second at Nats and nobody, I remember, I think I had like Tina tornado on, uh, leading into that Nats. And like, it just became a storyline. Everyone was like, I can't believe this is happening. Maybe it wasn't Tina, but either way, we're like, is she going to go really all the way to 57 and do this? Like what kind of strength will she have left? Like it became a thing. And then not only did you obviously do it, um, and it was USAPL Nats, no less, but then to keep it moving, become a world champ, do what you did afterwards and everything. It's like, did you anticipate this shit down flying this flag? People look no. to me like that. No way. Cause I don't, I, as I, I, I'm really serious when I said like, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to compete to uber competitively. right. Like trying to be my best, if you will, after having kids. So it really, um, I think some of it, the initial comeback, if you will, my first comeback, my 2021 comeback um, was a hundred percent more like COVID related in terms of, I have a gym in my garage. I need to get out of my house. I need to do something. Um, So I started training again and it started to go well. And I was like, well, I got a couple months, like maybe I'll just sign up for a nap. And then it kept going well, you know, it was like one of those things that just snowballed um, that I wasn't expecting. Um, I would say when I, when I, my second, my 2022 comeback, um, <laughs> that one was more calculated. <laughs> that was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I need to change a lot of things. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, and I'm starting from scratch. Like I started with a new coach and I literally was like, st- 
start like I'm new. Like, I don't want to even tell you what my training history is. Like, pretend I'm a new lifter type of deal. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Is and that- not that it would have helped because I was training super total. So it's like apples to oranges, you know? Like, Fair. Um, but yeah, there was very little things that I was like, I definitely want to do this or I don't want to do that. Um, I pretty much was like, let's just start with something and then change it as we figure out what works best. And, and when did you get the new coach? Last November, I think I started with her. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And who, and who is this? Kelly Mann. Um, she's out of Australia. Oh, how did you find her? Mm-hmm. Instagram. Liz Craven. You know Liz Craven? Yeah, for sure. Of course. Okay. Of course. She yeah. posted she posted about like working with her on her squat or something. And it was when I was injured. And I was like, I just want someone to help me squat and not be in pain because I like squatting. Like that's where I was at. So hit her up in the DMs and I said, Hey, can you help me squat and not be in pain? Um, so that's kind of how I started, like just doing Zoom sessions with her not powerlifting, still doing other stuff. And then eventually I was like, so there's a meet in six weeks. Like, will you coach me? Um, and I was like, I'm not committing to anything after these six weeks. If I enjoy the meet in six weeks and I have fun, then I'll likely keep going. But like, don't put pressure on me to keep going. I was like, I'll know, you know? And so I was expecting to PR my total, but I did PR my total that meet. And then the train just kind of took off from there. Holy smokes. I mean, you never know what's going to instigate these changes and what could be around the corner, right? This is obviously everything has gone well, looking back at this. Yeah. So it's like kind of really cool because now it's been a full year. We've figured out like programming wise, what works best for me. We've changed a lot of my technique on things. So like I'm a much more skilled power lifter rather than just being really freaking strong, you know? Um, cause I feel like people always think I'm built to power lift cause I'm short, but like, I'm not, that's just <laughs> a nice way of saying you're short. I'm built a bench. I used to be built a bench. Yeah. It's a nice way of saying you're short. Um, but I'm not. So, you know, some things we had to change up a little bit technically, and it's really helped me be able to lift more weight, which is cool. Um, and I don't know, it's exciting because now I look forward to like, the next training cycle and like the future. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the numbers are necessarily going to be, but like, I know they're going to be higher than they are now, you know, mm-hmm. and you can just like feel the momentum rolling, you know, like my squat feels back on, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. Like we're finally going to get to this 200 kilogram milestone sometime soon, you know, like it's right. going to happen. Um, like that's been on my bucket list. That 200 kilogram deadlift is on my bucket list. And now I'm like, fuck it. I want 220. <laughs> <laughs> I did last one. We're going all in. Right. Like, <laughs> but it's like, once you start to feel good training, then you're like, I can do these things. I once thought were like, was insane. I never thought I'd be able to deadlift 200 kilos. If you look at my deadlift history, I was basically stuck at the same weight for four years, up and down and up and down. 170, 175, 185, 175, 187, 170. And it was like, I couldn't crack the code. Um, so it's like, sometimes once you figure these things out, it's amazing. Um, and it's not necessarily effort, you know, like I've always been a very high effort individual, but it's being a better athlete and finding out what works for you. Um, and I'm lucky that like now Kelly, who I work with, she's very much willing to do that. And I think at first, when I first started working with her, I was probably the worst client she had because I just wanted her to give me a program and I wanted to do it. So I was not ready to like commit that much emotionally to powerlifting. So I didn't want to be that involved. And then over time, 
I've kind of like come back and like the fire has grown again and I've gotten much more involved in it. And I think it's shown in kind of the results over time. Isn't that wild that like in your mid thirties, having powerlifted made it to the world's six years in the game and you're making massive technical changes that have impacted your lifts like this. Yeah. You know, it makes people listening be like, do you have a coach that you work with technique with? You know, some people listen and they probably don't. They're like, I don't like when's the last time you had conversations with your coach about technique. Some people listening Mm -hmm. be like, kind of don't. Never. But because I'm, because I'm really strong. Well, right. Meg Scanlon was really strong too, breaking world records, you know, and, and found out like, like years after that was like, I got some work to do technically. Right. Even kilos on the table. Yeah. So my, like as an athlete throughout all the things I'd done, my biggest strength was always being an athlete. Like that was it, you know, like there was nothing special. It was, I was a very hard worker. I would always be one of the hardest workers and I would always be one of the best athletes skill wise, never one of the best. Right. Could you find a sport better for me? Put some weight on the bar, <laughs> lift it. All right, sure. I'm strong and I'm going to figure it out because I'm going to work hard. Um, so I never really necessarily worked on my technique, right? It just kind of was what it was until more recently um, when I've worked on like the skill of powerlifting. Like how am I going to move more weight? And at the time, I think it was an easy buy-in for me. So I was like, if I improve my technique, I'm going to lift more weight. And maybe I'm at a point where I'm not going to get stronger. Like maybe that's tapped out for me, but I can go over here and change this and lift some more kilos over time. I've realized I can get stronger, but I can also change my technique and add more kilos to my lifts. And here we are five thirty-seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. we go with it. Okay. First off, before we get to where we going, um, yeah. are you, have you been, obviously you must've been paying attention seeing the Sheffield invites and everything. Mm-hmm. Were you telling yourself, I might get a Sheffield invite were you were expectations of this or what were you thinking about that? Um, I had zero expectations. It was one of those things where like, it would be nice, but like I have zero expectations. I'm a very realistic person, <laughs> you know, like super realistic. Um, does everyone have a hope in their back pocket that SB is going to call them up and be like, Hey, you want to go to Sheffield? Ryan? I was hoping myself. Yeah. Lifted in three years. <laughs> the answer is absolutely. If anyone drops out, SBD call me. I'm free. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, this I, that's a conversation. You know, like <laughs> like for real, people are probably people get injured all the time. Sure, that's true. Would you go to Sheffield injured? I probably would not. <laughs> well, that's true too. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Again, I shot myself in, in the foot with that one at Worlds. So it's my own fault, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't look back and beat yourself up. But if you were like, no, no, no. If you, you like, if you were like, if I did 537 then, but like you said, it is what it oh, is. Oh, it wasn't there. Yeah. That it, wasn't there then. Sheffield's not going anywhere. It's no. going to be there every single year. So then looking ahead, well, first off, I, I'm assuming you're going to be watching then. Oh, yeah, likely. yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it looks stacked. Yeah. It looks crazy yeah. stacked. Yeah. Um, with Leah Babwell going as a 69, I think we got an open. I think it's pretty much open as a 63, though. Um, I know there's one more wild card to be announced, but nevertheless, it's going to be because they're trying to do a lot of head to head action. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, um, moving forward, what are your goals then? Obviously, you got to go through PA Nats. Are you mm-hmm. looking to make a statement there, go all out? Um, is there some numbers you want to particularly hit? 
And then looking forward, if you, and you're going to be a heavy favorite to win PA Nats, unless there's, Erin, is there somebody, is there someone pop? Is there, do we have a close battles of PA Nats? Do you know, Meg? I think you're a head, pretty big favorite. Of course favorite, I right? know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're like, oh, I knew a long time. Because you would be a pretty big favorite at this point, no? Unless someone uh, pops up. I, know, I think I the next portal is like 475-ish. Yeah, I was going to say, last I checked, there was like three other lifters and no one was particularly close. Um, looks like, yeah, one, two, three, four lifters total. And to the point of... Um, 475 would make her a 0.5 percenter in the world. Right. Just, just for comparison, this poor girl is going to be like, well, fuck, man, I'm going to get killed by Meg Scanlon. Yeah, but you're like a 0.5 percenter in the world, love. You're doing fine. Uh, crazy, but, right? but yeah, so are you thinking you're going to go all out then on this and, and test things out? Or, um, I don't think I'll go all out. I mean, I, I'm kind of thinking about it as like, a really heavy training day, you know, like I don't necessarily want to go RP and RP 10, you know, and really? like, you're going to hold back. Uh-oh. I mean, not hold back, but like a heavy training day, like in December, like those lifts were heavy, but like, I probably could have lifted a little bit more. That's the thing. It looked like you could have, which was sometimes you can't tell sometimes power lifters yeah. when they're in the groove, it looks like that, but it's yeah. not like, cause such so, it's so heavy. Uh, because it wasn't, it's like, you know, one of the things where I wanted to do a meet, it was the only meet it was in December, like not perfect timing in terms of like nationals is in February type of deal. So I was one of the deals. I was like, I'll just take it as a heavy training day. You know, like we can build it as a heavy training day, but we're going to go all out on bench. And then I'm, I screwed that one up, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So similar to that, you know what I mean? We're like, we're taking lifts that are hard, but certain type of deal. Um, I don't know. I might go crazy on deadlift depending on if they feel like they're going to pop or not, but um mainly just because like deadlifts have been have been kind of like cruising along so i want to pull something heavy the uh the minimum total ryan is 518.5 so you're gonna get at least that much out of her yeah you'll get that (laughs) 518.5 yeah you should easily hit that that. um (laughs) i actually calculated i was like all right what, what would i how much could i bench and hit that total i worked backwards (laughs) really (laughs) of course all bases off the bench i was like what can i bench like i was like yeah of course but then i and then i was like all right i don't need to worry about you're like i was like what can i bench with my feet up my eyes closed just in case i really need that and then i was like all right this is dumb or just be like (laughs) you know if we do this i could just bench 518.5 and we fucking call it a day (laughs) (laughs) i do this in one lift is that okay that's right um and then obviously going to worlds like what are some of the goals for 2023 you hitting 537 and a half was a pretty big statement. We don't know what's mm-hmm. going to necessarily happen with Leah Bavla in the future, but if she yeah. goes 67 or 69 for here on out and you and Corolla Gara, whether Corolla stays or not, mm-hmm. you guys are getting close. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this division is yeah. starting to look wide open in 2023. Is this yeah. what, what do you consider all this? Or you just kind of a wait and see what happens type deal or what are, what are, what are you looking at for 2023? Of my goals for 2023? Yeah. And not only your goals for 2023, but do you think you approaching worlds is different now this year than last? Whereas last year, like happy to be there and hoping to medal, have expectations because you're an athlete. But now when you're rolling in there and you're starting to see what your true potential is, Mm -hmm. um, has some of these things changed for you as well? Definitely. (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Like I am so much more confident in myself as a lifter. Like 2023, my goal is just to make a statement. It's my whole goal. <laughs> you know, you got... <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> no. Um, but that's, you know, like that's... It took me a while to find like my swag again and be like, like when I showed up in Sweden and was like, I'm going to cut four kilos of water. That's ridiculous. But I had so much confidence in myself that I would figure it out. And like, I lost a lot of that. You know what I mean? And I feel like I finally got that back. Where like, I walk up to the barbell and I'm like, I'm in charge. Like, this is what's going to happen. And we're going to figure it out. And I'm going to lift this barbell. Um, And it took me a really long time to find that again. But now that I've like found that again, I feel like 2023 is like a year I want to have some fun with it. You know, like, I'm not worried about, am I going to come back? Okay. I've already done it twice it's true though you know but like i'm not worried about that like i've already done that like i know my strengths and i know that it's continuing to grow so like 2023 is icing on the cake like 2023 is for me like i'm here to make a statement i know how strong i i can be and i'm gonna show everyone else Oh, nice, <laughs> Look, she's coming through with some sound bites in the end, though, Arian, huh? Yeah. That, she, Have she, you ever heard me sound so cocky? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though: experience um, is what brings confidence. If you don't yeah. actually haven't done everything you've already, like you've broken world records, won world titles, hit freaking, like if if five, like what five thirty seven point five is in terms of percentage wise walking the earth is probably zero point. God knows what, like you are an elite amongst the elite. Um, you are the, I think Gavin Aiden said leading into worlds. Let's find out who's the most drastic and extreme outlier amongst Mm -hmm. outliers. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool state. We are all outliers. Absolutely. Who's the most extreme outlier of this bunch? Being a powerlifter itself, you're already an outlier. Yeah. Like in general people, you know, and then once you get to higher and higher levels, like you're saying the 5%, the 1%, the 0.1%, you're just a freak now, Yeah, <laughs> you know, you are, but like, that's super cool. So like, let's be freaks now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah. And now you also know, like I said, like your total is, is rocketing up. Um, if that, if you finished 537 and a half in 2022, in 2023, yeah, yeah, in the 540s, you're going to play on any level at that point. Everybody better watch themselves. If you start just putting on five kilo in there, what are we talking about? It's a, it's a different ballgame. It's a different conversation than last year, you mm-hmm. know? So um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely just feel like, I feel like everything I've done in the past and like both the work on coming back and building back strength, the strength I had before, everything. Then like the work I've just done, like, on myself in terms of my mental approach in the sport is like coming together or like before, like in Sweden, I showed up being like afraid, like what happens if I don't do this, you know, rather than like, what happens if I do, you know, like let's do it rather mm. than like, what happens if I don't break this world record? Cause I think I should, you know, like I should be able to do that. What happens if I don't like, I should be able to win. What happens if I don't, you know? And it's like, I've been there. I've figured it out. You know, like I've been there. I've mislift. Like I've done all of that. And guess what? If you fail, you fail. Like nothing changes. No one cares. <laughs> you know, you might care, but it doesn't change anyone's opinion of you. And if it does, fuck them. <laughs> like, come on. Sorry. But true, right? Like, like it's That's about true. you at the end of the day. So like 2023 is just like basically, I feel like about 
me. Like I have my swag bag, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to put some weight on the bar. And like, I'm not afraid if it doesn't happen because I know it will. You're getting me all fired up to watch this. Man. <laughs> I better put on a show, huh? Yeah. I'm all like, let's go. You better be careful what you say at nationals while you're commentating, Ryan. Oh, I know. I'm not, uh, yeah, okay, exactly. For the record, for the record, Ryan, remember nationals, I'm going to be, you know, heavy, but I'm not going like, to you... put 220 on the bar. Let's. Let's play. I'm gonna a... open at 220. What would you say? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> a little heavy. Yeah, that's cool. That's a little heavy. Yeah, exactly. That's a little heavy. <laughs> um, I was like, she's really feeling herself in 2023. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> um, okay, let's play a little bit of the name game. I got uh, but for you, I've got it a little different. We'll get I'll leave that for the end. <clears throat> oh boy. Okay, so the name, game, the name game, I'm gonna say a name. And you could give me either a couple words first that comes off the mind, or you could whatever. You, sometimes it turns into a conversation. We end up sometimes it even turns into a fucking story. But so don't worry about it if you end oh, up talking. God. But <laughs> I'm already nervous. I'm not going to be type of game. I have so much anxiety right now. <laughs> makes, makes face. Yeah, I go off like political, like uh, Donald Trump, yeah. and I start getting oh, you're like, oh. Just say the worst thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, I exactly. slowly just disappear. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. Let's let's kick it off. Um relatively easy. Leah Bavois. I mean, she's freaking strong. <laughs> That's fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Right? Uh, Chiara Bernardi. She's also strong. No, I can't do that for everybody. No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys talk at all? Um, not really. No, we were at a bar after. <laughs> Did you arm wrestle? Met in a bar. We didn't arm wrestle. We did some we didn't dancing. Some Italian arm- song. Sorry, we didn't arm wrestle. Did you say? We didn't arm wrestle. No. Did you arm wrestle someone previously? No, not that I know of. Okay. That was the whole uh was it Chloe versus um That's right. Vilma was it? Yes. I remember there's a famous arm bar arm bar arm wrestle. Two ladies went at it on the platform and then later on arm wrestled at the bar drunk to settle it. It uh I think Chloe Dublin won the arm wrestle. Serious? Yeah, so this weird. happened. They, so they, this is a junior worlds. It, and so then weird. they were <laughs> no, no. People have asked me, like, mm, can I arm wrestle? I'm like, no, absolutely not. No. These are yeah. important yeah. <laughs> for my sport and the outback Ryan. She does a different um, kind of arm wrestling against Ryan. But actually, Worlds was the first time I had met either Leah or Kiara. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess with COVID and everything, yeah. COVID, and then I was a 57 before. So, like, mm. I was never, you know, like, on the same day or anything. So, really, okay. any of those ladies in that class, I'd never met them before. How about this one? Sam Calhoun. I love Sam. I can't she's, say she's strong because I said that for everybody else. Now I'm yeah. the rules. But Sam's great. I love Sam. She's just so real, you know? Yeah. She's a funny one. She's I remember um, this is a true story. She's like, she listens to the podcast. So she'd be like, God damn it, Ryan. But um, <laughs> but uh, she was going to send me, we we're talking about something about po- uh, powerlifting. And she was going to send me, you know how you like you hold down the uh, the audio and you just drop some audio. <laughs> but she was. 
<laughs> she was driving. So she like videoed in this sent me a video clip, but she was video, but it was like the floor of her car while driving. Oh my I god. I'm like, Sam, why don't you just give me an audio? What are you doing? She's so funny. so funny. And then she the took fr- my very first nationals, Sam, I can be in 63. My very first nationals. And Sam was there. I was so intimidated by Sam. She was doing a full dynamic warm-up in the warm-up room. Full dynamic warm-up. She doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> but I was like, what was this girl doing? High knees and freaking sprints here. <laughs> what? Are you serious? She's so athletic. No, she's super athletic. Um, but yeah, I was so intimidated. I was like, I am unprepared for this. <laughs> oh, no. It's crazy when you see And then that. I got to know her. And then I was like, oh, okay. She's cool. <laughs> Whole dynamic warm up. She's like, I just want everybody to know I need some room. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to need this next 50 feet straight yeah. ahead because I'm yeah. about to cross it in like two seconds. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Del- that's like Delaney Wallace in the 83s. I was chilling in the warm up room with him and freaking um, he popped in his earphones. And Delaney's like the nicest guy you ever met in your life. Like this dude, but when people come on the podcast and we talk about Delaney Wallace, like Russ came on, they're like teammates for Joe. And he's like, it's too nice. Like seriously, it's too yeah. nice. And Joe Taylor is like, uh, Taylor's like close to him. Gavin, yeah. like the guy's too nice. He's such a fucking nice guy. When pe- yeah. if people like not competitively talk, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. It, but if he, if someone's like talking shit about Delaney on a, like a personal level, like I met Delaney, he's an asshole. They'd be like, I don't think you met Delaney. Right. <laughs> like, I think you're right. lying. If you're if right. it's like competitors talk shit, whatever. Sure. I mean, no, but seriously, he's such a nice guy. But anyways, he put on, he was in the back room in the warm-up room at Worlds, <clears throat> put on his headphones, and all of a sudden, like the switch turned. I could mm-hmm. tell his voice. And I was like, we were talking. And I was about, just about to turn over, and it was Delaney Delaney that I'm used to. I'll turn over, say something, he has headphones on, and I could tell the switch had turned. I was like, holy shit, something did this mm-hmm. whole, guy's whole demeter change. And then I shit you not. So we just started doing like like that, that dynamic warm up shit, making mm-hmm. himself <clears throat> known back there. And <laughs> my man, we we were in the like the mid, you know, because you're at South uh, South Africa. It's a long mm-hmm. warm up room. I mean, like a football field long back there. And we're like in the midpoint. My man did like like three bounces, like. <laughs> Boom, boom. It was on the other side of the fucking curtain. And yeah. I was like, where did the lady go, man? Like, who is this guy? He's like part of the boys or some kind of like, like freaking the superhero or something. He's crazy athletic. Yeah. And then yeah. And bounce back around the other way, like two seconds later. I'm like, dude, you just covered this whole arena in like three seconds with four bounces. Like, it's crazy. It how hard, athletic. Huh? It was crazy. I, I might be exaggerating, but it was, they're so crazy athletic. Um, But anyways, told you, you can get into stories. All right. Let me get back to the main game. That's partially my fault. Um, Gara. I've never met her. I've met her. She's nice. <laughs> she's like, you could say whatever, though. Big bench. Let me throw you a bomb. Oh, she has a huge bench. Massive bench. I remember Massive when she- I think it's impressive. I think it's under, I think people don't appreciate it as much when, um, because they don't understand, like when people go back and forth between equipped and raw. Like to be that strong and to be able mm. to perform in both. And she was doing, pretty frequently before she started getting hurt like that's really impressive uh, not it, many people can do that no it's very difficult um and mm-hmm. i remember when she when when um jem thompson like like she's obviously still killing it for bench but we were like no one will ever catch up to jen thompson i know and then corolla the started catching up when we're like what the hell well not for nothing i feel like 
you know, you get to certain boundaries and people are like, oh, like, this is it. This is the limit. Like 500 kilos used to be that for 63 class, right? Like who's going to break 500? Mm. And it took forever. And then finally, you know, it happened. And then it's like, all right, we is at 550. <laughs> you know, it's like, she's doing the impossible. And I feel like Jen Thompson's bench was like the impossible. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, Corolla was like chipping, 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 you know? And then finally did it. And it's like, there, there's always someone that has to do the impossible for other people. Like, Oh wait, maybe we can do this. You know, yeah. maybe it's not as impossible as we thought. It but. makes us completely reevaluate what's possible. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me get a, another one here. Iris Schulten from the Netherlands. She's very nice. Have you you did meet her and talk to her? Very little, but like she's very nice. Yeah, these are all competitors. <laughs> You're going to be getting the European chip. I know. No, I, these are all terrible things. I mean, I was. It is hard because, like, did I meet them? Yeah, but like, I talked to them very briefly. You know, sure. But they were yeah. all very, very nice. Um, yeah. And you'll be competing against them more than she's likely. Super jacked. Actually, wait a minute. Can we talk about how jacked Iris is for a second? Is she really jacked? I yeah, no, she is jacked. Don't lean in jacked. Yeah, yes, she is. Yeah, no, yeah, no, she's jacked. But Irene, did she move up to sixty nine? Am I crazy? I think she was maybe testing it out. I don't know if like you know she's gonna go fully. Like, I mean, I've talked to some other lifters too that have been like podium at worlds, like thinking about should I move up weight class, but like kind of like how Meg had said earlier, it's like a big commitment because you're like don't know how much your total is gonna jump. So they compare their lower weight class total and be like, oh, I'm no longer competitive. So she did 65.4 kilos at the girl power meet so i don't know if she's committing to it or if she was like testing it out first i thought it's, hard I read... too, I'm not, it's not usually immediate like you might get a little bump immediately but like you gotta build muscle and gain some strength right it, and um yeah i thought i read somewhere that she was moving up it's tough though when you like Arian said when you get success at a weight class you're like fuck do i move up and like Arian said you're looking at your numbers you look at the weight class up the numbers are intimidating but then like obviously look at you you were doing 470 range as a 57 mm-hmm. now you're 537 and a half and it's like yeah no your total will come with like it well it doesn't it always though but it can it doesn't but i think if you're someone that's like incredibly lean the mm-hmm. odds yeah, are yeah. you're probably going to gain more muscle mass and it's probably going to catch up eventually you She's know relatively tall no like relatively speaking yeah. if i remember correctly yeah mm-hmm. yeah like it's surprising how tall she was it's surprising how tall leah was i didn't know leah was so tall like some people yeah. you just don't know how tall they are on social media People think I'm tall, like, because I'm usually like standing there by myself squatting. And they meet me and they're like, "Oh, I thought you were a lot bigger." And I'm like, "Starting <laughs> to disappoint, you know." Uh, so I was surprised how tall they were. Yeah, Lee is actually them. pretty tall for a 63 as well, but she can yeah. moonlight as a 69. We'll see what happens with Leah. But yeah, it's funny in powerlifting. Like I'm five nine, but in powerlifting, I'm freaking like, I'm, yeah, giant. I'm a giant. <laughs> When I was a 57, I was like, wow, I am so tall. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's a, uh, but there are people who can make it work who are like taller. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. um, you know, you don't have to like be super duper filled out either. Um, mm-hmm. That's where like Penna actually from France was like, he's, he's like 145 pounds, you know, six, six kilo. And he's crazy Jack. And he's like five, seven. He's not a lot mm-hmm. shorter than me. So, right. um, you know, and he was saying like when he was coming up, he was like, man, there's no way I'm going to, at my height, I'm going to be able to fill out enough to be competitive. And then mm-hmm. um, you can make it work. It doesn't yeah, always work out like that. Right. I got 
Irene, do you happen to have a couple names? I got a couple more things I want to throw your way. Um, I was trying to think of what names. I was seeing like maybe there's American lifters that uh, Meg would know more. Um, I don't know how well, she, how, how well she knows her teammate, Brittany Saplicki. Oh, I love Brittany. Love me. <laughs> Uh, give us, give us, give, give, give us a, give us a, give us a, she's a bitch. Oh, she's <laughs> awful. No, love her. Oh, love she's her awful. Super nice. Um, her husband's super nice too. They actually came up. I ran a meet up near me and, um, last October and they both came up and she competed in powerlifting America. Um, I mean, it was great to see her cause I haven't seen her for a while. Um, but it's funny. I feel like we, we, you know, we used to go back and forth at 57 a little bit. Um, but it's just like someone like Sam, like you have so much respect for her because you know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And mm. her and her husband, like I've, I've shared a warm up platform with them several times at different meets and they're both like great people. Um, so I'm excited. She actually started working with the coach that I'm working with now. Um, oh, no so, kidding. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they can do, you know, over time. Um, so do you know, what, yeah. is she, is she, what weight class is she going then in the future? Does she even know? I think she's going to go 63. Oh, which is kind of why she like wanted to like give herself some time, which is smart, you know? And like, I think if you go up a weight class, you either have to be very realistic, right? Like initially how much her total is going to go up or just take some time, you know, is that the wrong way here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, and she's, she's young. She's got tons of future in front of her. I had her on a mm-hmm. podcast. She's super funny and nice too. She'll do yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Did you have another one? I think someone, one came to mind for me and you go ahead. How about uh, Chrissy Parachi? That was the one. <laughs> She's a good shit. So. Chrissy's good shit. So I'm I'm starting to make Chrissy train with me. I'm like, listen, we live super close. What? It is funny. Yeah, she lives right down the street from me. But when we were both 57s, we were not friends. <laughs> I went to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, we, we, I went to the gym she trained, she trains out of one time, and I was like, this girl's eyeing me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What did you do to this chick? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, our mindsets are just too similar. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, she's great. She came over to the garage the other week. Um, I'm glad that she's finally back from all the surgeries and finally, you know, getting a chance to train and make some gains. But she's a good shit. She's now, had. Um, sorry, were you going to drop? I, I was going to uh, expand on this. I was just going to say now you can maybe see some uh, fun videos with Meg and Chrissy kind of like Taylor and Delaney up in New York. That'd be awesome. I know. Well, I was like, you know what we should do? We should go to a, a bodybuilding gym and like, let's just get a sick pump. Oh, you guys right? are jacked. That's going to humble people. Right? And I was like, the only irony is we're going to pick different. Like she's going to do it, be doing like all upper body things. I'm like, let's go do the hack squat. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to like hate each other. <laughs> yeah. You guys will be upper lower body. They'll be crazy. <laughs> Um, she actually, now she's got a hell of a comeback story as well. She's like multiple surgeries on her knees and whatnot. It is crazy that she's here doing what she's doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I had her on the podcast and she's, I forget how many earring on that podcast. I can't remember. This is a while ago, but she's, I think she's had like seven knee surgeries, like real ones. Like, yeah, you'll never do this again. Type of talks, come back, Mm -hmm. win another USAPL title. Yeah. No. And, um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, She's never been to IPF Worlds, right? Despite one COVID year. That's right. She won after the separation. That's what's tough. Like, you know, um, uh, so yeah, her going PA, it's nice. And she can make, you know, get get the ground underneath her feet and see what happens, right? Make a push. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that she never got that world's experience. Like, I don't got to tell you. I know. I know. 
she's relentless though. She'll make it happen one way or another. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it is a key in the sport. Like you have to be healthy long enough to make some gains and build some momentum. That's it's huge. And, uh, but she's yeah. so freaking crazy how many times she's come back and is right back. I now. know. I know. You guys are both like the comeback kids. It's got a lot of just don't give up. Maybe that's something to do with Massachusetts. We're just dumb enough not to give it up. Just don't <laughs> give up. That's it. I mean, just don't know no better. That's right. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. We're like, what the odds? Yeah. Um, but it would be it would be good. You two training together. Like you have energy together. You're both high energy and will push each other. You got all these guys. You probably you guys will probably have some major like training sessions. And if you put out some videos, like mm-hmm. Delaney and and Taylor and Gavin and them, who knows? I know. I know. They all started training together after Worlds, right? I think so. Basically, I think, right? Yeah. They're the New York crew. You guys are the boss. Yeah. Crew. <laughs> I, that's right. That's right. <laughs> got to make a new thing. Do you got another one, Arian? Uh, no. Okay. Hey, this is going to be a little different then. All right? Oh, gosh. Same <laughs> same, <laughs> same. theme in terms of um, you give me a couple words, first word that comes to mind. Or you sure. could, Or we could do what we're doing and start talking. But you just toss out there. what, And you could take a minute. You give yourself a minute. Like they're gonna be hard the way you're describing. Two, yeah, yeah. Two thousand nineteen worlds. I think it was the first time I was ever truly satisfied in my performance while also not achieving my goal. Okay. 20... Probably also the only reason I came back. If I won, I probably would have been like, hmm. <laughs> let's end on a high note. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty two worlds. Um twenty twenty two worlds I think just proved to me that I could do it. You know? And- yeah, you could probably wrap up 2022 all year with that. The whole year is probably a big. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, there's a huge uncertainty after you have children. Like, even after I felt strong, like, in terms of distrust, if you will, in my body, especially squatting, like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it again in the way that I wanted to, in the way that I could load the bar up and say, let's go and not have like a second thought in my mind. How about this one? 2023 worlds fuck yeah let's go (laughs) (laughs) oh i got one more name for you arian messi kamesi (laughs) you go you go you go you go you go silver medal you go silver medal silver medal silver medal it's all that comes to mind i can't no no, it's definitely the fanny pack it's for sure the fanny pack (laughs) what you did arian have a fanny pack did he have a fanny? You don't still wear that? Theory, do you? We got to talk. Did you about retire it. your fanny? I, I retired. I tell people, you know, now, you know, we, we're professional powerlifters and we, I'm a pro coach. I can't be going around with a purple fanny pack. Oh, I'm going to bring a fanny pack for you to nationals. <laughs> that can't be retired. It I was can't... like, yeah, no, you can't retire that. Would you? That have... was like your signature look. Did, would do, did you have like <laughs> snacks in there? There's uh, probably there's probably like granola bars, you know, snacks and ba- baby powder and uh, juice, probably hydration like packets and 
Look, it's right here. I knew he didn't retire it. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> For the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's not retired. It's on. You just can't see it. Okay, there so, we go. And, like, I have to give Aaron some props here. He was rocking this fanny pack before fanny packs came back in fashion, really. I remember showing up completely drained of my energies in 2019. I was like, that's fanny pack that you're wearing? <laughs> one of my lifters bought it for me. And so she bought like the, you know, the shiny purple, whatever one. And then one of my former lifters saw me on the live stream with it. So he bought the same one and that's got so my my name on there as well and sent it to me. Yeah. He goes, well, now you have to wear this one. That's so funny. Dude, you have was to it Natalie? Was it Natalie? Uh. The, the first guy, no, it's a, no. no, it's uh my lifter from Canada, Joanna Reber, oh, uh, Ryan knows her. Yeah, okay. yeah. Dude, you got to yeah. rock that fanny pack again. Then I didn't know this was a history. I didn't know this was yeah. like, and now they're cool. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan wears one. I don't know. Take that for what it is. I don't know. I guess I a lot fanny. of the, the, do you the wear def- fanny packs too? I don't. Absolutely. I'm not the, confident enough. I, I wear was gonna it say, glass, though. I don't wear it around my waist. See, that's more like gangster Rambo style. You that's wear- like Delaney has his little, like, you right. know, yeah. manly satchel. I had a manly satchel. Fuck, that's <laughs> so, you You know what is really it. good, though? Traveling. Now I just sound yeah. like him, Paul. But like yeah, traveling, yeah. there's nothing just like being like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, <laughs> if, look, look like such it. a professional. If I wear like two like 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 X's across the chest like I'm a fucking military guy, <laughs> it almost looks badass. It almost looks like all right, well, okay. But um, I heard actually Joe Rogan talking on a podcast about fanny packs, and some dude was rocking a fanny pack like like Delaney, which fucking is Delaney's like a cool dude. He's gonna look yeah. cool anyways. But Joe Rogan was like, "You fucking coward! Put that on your hip. Like, like it's supposed to be. Don't try. To, you're a coward." He was, he's like, "I know what you're trying to do." I was gonna say the uh, the downside for me is you know I'm already a little bit overweight, so when you wear the fanny pack around the waist, it just makes it <laughs> worse. So in the live stream, it's just like my belly sticking out in the coach's but, box. Hey, guys, like, but my man, you might have noticed, Meg has lost some weight, man. How much weight you lost? Oh, well, you left it again too, right? Yeah, Steps. a little bit. I mean, my back's bothering me, so I got my uh, my PTs giving me uh, rehab work. But I mean, I got up to like somewhere between I don't know. 100 102 kilos and now i'm down to like 88 kilos something like that huge drop dude getting ready for malta baby everyone's shredding for malta get shred city man i'm doing 57 (laughs) ryan i've been doing some curls and tricep extensions at home so get ready brian's on the malta diet everyone's on the malta diet it's the malta (laughs) diet yeah malta looks absolutely amazing though it looks gorgeous i've um i've been to it's essentially like it's on the southern parts of Italy. I did like a little bit of research, but I freaking love like going on vacations to places like ancient civilizations, buildings, and you see that and part of like the Roman Empire. And like, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I know commentating, man, it's super tough, but you like to get some uh, time away. But even in South Africa, I remember they were like, um, Ryan, you have to go on a safari. Like, I'm mm-hmm. tired, man. I'm not sleeping well. I can't fucking sleep. I get so like I'm such a like my energy's high in my day to day. When I'm at an event, my energy is so freaking high. Just like I can go three days with no sleep. I just lay in bed and look at the ceiling, and then I'm like, I gotta sleep in, guys. And they're like, No, no, we're giving you the morning off, and you're going on a self. You're going on a safari, and I'm like, Fuck it, let's go. So at some point, they're gonna give me like a morning or afternoon or one of those off. 
and I gotta go into like check out Malta looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And you, it's this is one of the best parts of worlds. You just end up on trips with people. Like freaking me, Gavin, Delaney, Arian, you were there with zip lining off the yeah. off the side of a fucking mountain. I don't yeah. know. That was the worst idea ever. I was just like <laughs> Like, yeah, let's go. Like, you know, you know, when you're like all together in the resort and you're like, yeah, let's, I'm down for whatever. whatever yeah. I don't care. Then when we and then you the, get there, I'm like, this is a, I was like for real anxiety. I was, I was like afraid of heights. I'm like, why did I say yes to this? I was, me and Arian went down together, like arm and arm. We were, we were the first ones. I'm like, who wants to go first? We're like, all right, we'll go first. Because like, Gavin and Delaney were freaking out. This is like, no, no, Delaney looked the expression <laughs> on his face uh, like the, what gave whose me, idea was this i had maybe I rory know, i think probably rory yeah rory would and the, like the, gavin didn't really want to come and we convinced him oh that's Dude, so funny the, i was i was like like for real anxiety like a real anxiety yeah. and then i saw the look on delaney's face <laughs> and i was like all of a sudden i felt braver i was like i'm not as <laughs> I'm not as scared as this guy right now. He couldn't, you know, you know, when you're like super anxiety, but you could fake it. My yeah. man was so anxiety. He couldn't oh fake it though. God. He couldn't even be cool. And Delaney's as cool as cool gets. Yeah. And he could not, like you could tell he was wearing it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, That's is... hilarious. And they make you go head first down. Like, oh my God, fuck it. It's oh. weird to a certain extent. Like I might die, but whatever. I was going to say, it was like the whole buildup, like going up the mountain in the car and then you park and then you have to walk upstairs even further up. And then they're like, oh, you go two at a time, but there's a weight limit. So we have to weigh all you. So they're weighing all of us and writing on our wrist, our body weights to match us up. And so like me and Ryan, like, okay, we, we match up. Then they're putting you in all this gear and then they put you horizontal and they put like a little, I don't know, a rudder or whatever you call in the back to keep you from like, you know, not spinning around. (laughs) they, They left you facing off the side of the mountain, like facing down, like the entire there's nothing and you just kind of they have to pull the latch to release but yeah. it felt like like fellas just release man just let me go if i'm gonna die let me die this right. is taking, you're playing with your food right now this is like being in front of a firing squad and the one goes let me get my fucking bullet in there it's like dude just shoot the goddamn gun man I'm right die in here let's get this over with yeah, let's go already yeah. but anyways yeah so malta guys <laughs> i heard there's zip lines in malta no, no, not, yeah exactly let's do some, some parasailing maybe Probably. I, was gonna, I was gonna say they have a they have a, the meat website up and they already have like some kind of event like going on a boat like the ipf like you know after party whatever on a boat and stuff so they already have something set up if in case people want to do as a group but yeah there seems to be other things that people can do it's a little bit expensive but still going to be worth it dog that ipf after parties on a boat is this yeah. like like are we partying on a fucking yacht? Like Connor wait, like is the yacht? banquet on about? That that'd be the. I don't sick. know if it's the banquet. I think it's like they're just trying to have an event uh, or like hmm. like especially for North Americans when we go, the country will give you different like touristy things you can do and that mm-hmm. help set it up for you and everything. Even for like Canadian nationals, sometimes the meat director would do it. So here they set it up. I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, yeah, it's a it's an island cruise and it's like some yeah big yacht or whatever hmm. that you go on. And they have uh, lunch on there, unlimited beer, wine, water, and soft drinks. Let's go. Save I us. might be available. <laughs> <laughs> I might be uh... available. Yeah, that's we'll, keep, we'll everyone keep that in mind. But then <laughs> reach out, be like, hey, it's like seven of us Are you going available. There. Damn, it's Wait only, it's just only 75 euros. That's that's pretty cheap. Dog, that is that's not bad. It's not bad at all. 
I just says, need, I need to get it in on a day. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to see what the what the schedule is as far as this. It might be like the day after it finishes. I'm trying to look, but it says, you know, open bar, morning and afternoon snack, buffet, you know, transportation to and from. Because well, then I there's like, that like day off. When I know it's not a day off, but like Wednesday, there's no one competing, right? It's just like the general assembly or something. Like that's kind of yeah, weird. The that's first different. Day? No, it's like in the middle of the week, I think. At oh, least how really? they originally had it set up. Wow. I don't know if it's still the same. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the. I have the, to uh, check that out. See, quick. usually, like for instance, um, if I get like the morning off, I'm doing something like the safari deal where I'm not drinking. Yeah. But if right. I, if I get <laughs> like, look, because when I showed up, I was on Euro, hours. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why? When I showed up, I was on Eurosport. I hadn't slept yet. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. And it's like, yeah. whatever. They're like, Ryan, you got to be like, you know, on because um, it's like 8 million people and we're trying to impress the uh, Eurosport. But if it's like, no pressure, getting, no pressure. You're not showing up yeah. drunk then. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but if I get an afternoon off, go ahead, here. Yeah, I was going to say, it might work for you because it looks like the schedule on the website is three days of lifting and then Wednesdays off for the assembly and then four days of lifting. And it looks like, yeah, during that day off for the assembly is also when this little cruise, oh, cruise. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this cruise is the I day? I on Tuesday. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, she lifts Tuesday night, so boom, she's ready to go. Most, this is just totally fell into our laps. Uh. Freaking the cruise is on the day of that assembly and that's in the middle. This is perfect. You know how many freaking people might show Like, I feel bad for everybody on the second half of Worlds. Yeah. But everyone on the first half is going to come back with the craziest of stories and have an amazing time. Everyone is, <laughs> everyone the second is, half gets the gets the banquet for people who don't sure. stay all the way through. You know, the second half you can party True, the bank. A lot of those first half people are going to hit that as well. It is what it is. We'll see. I am. Look at that right yeah. now. <laughs> I will be there both. I will be a both. Uh, Well, listen, Meg, thank you for coming on. We fucking crushed two hours. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, I will see you at PA Nats. Is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to or any sponsors or, or do you do coaching actually? I do. Um, Coaching. (laughs) Um, I mean, SE is great. You know, they've been helping me out for a while now. They're great. And um, I know I mentioned, my coach Kelly, she's fantastic. She's one of the reasons I'm still powerlifting. Um, and then you know, I do coach. How do they? How do people get a hold of you? Meg Scan Lift on everything. Meg Scan Lift all the way across the board. My, my website, my Instagram, my actual legal name. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Imagine, um, it's not my legal name. Um, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, we'll you. see you in, uh, oh yeah. Let me also say, I said, I was going to say this. I should have said at the hop area next time, next podcast, I'll say it at the top. Um, oh, God. no, it's nothing. Dude. Sometimes this, like, you make me nervous. I'm no, like, it's nothing like out of as well. <laughs> I, and we have someone joining. No, it's <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> Sam Calhoun's on here. She wants to talk to you. About, uh, no, I was going to talk about, uh, I just want to drop for anybody who's interested in Sheffield. There was spdapparel.com backslash pages backslash Sheffield or just go to the spd.com you're gonna find it and get all of your SPD Sheffield 
information, including like ticket information, the yeah. uh, latest roster, et cetera. You giving SPD a shout out reminded me, Megs. But next time, Arian, let's try to do this yeah. at the hop. Uh, I said it's going to, I forgot. And anybody listening, please do subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Give us high ratings. It is appreciated. And until next time, six pack lap of that. Six up when we are out.